happy Thanksgiving Eve to you. It is Glenn Clark Radio. I am Glenn Clark. Another stunner at the World Cup, man. I guess this one's a bit more embraceable than yesterday's. Unless you drew Germany in our pool. Unless you threw a bunch of money on Germany this morning at 9 o'clock when sports betting went live again. This is what we call covering your ass. Your boy put... um, 120 bucks on Germany. Wow. When cause I wanted to have a little action, yeah, right? Like at nine, at nine o'clock, we could legally bet on our phones in the state of Maryland. And so I said, eh, I want to, I want to feel something. I'm going to go ahead and Germany's playing right now. The odds aren't great. What the hell? Just throw a bunch of money on Germany. They're not going to lose to Japan. I mean, what are we talking about? So I, uh, I went ahead and did that. And then I saw how things were going and I said, Oh, crap. I better do something about this. So I got most of it back by betting significantly more money on Japan. I I was playing a dangerous game. If Germany had scored there at the end, you wouldn't want to have wanted to see old, old GC. It would not have been pretty. I uh, I came out. I lost a net $10 in this transaction. But you know what? Way better than losing 125. So, hi, good morning. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Betting is here, and I'm going to do stupid things. I'm going to do so many stupid things. Oh, boy. Um, Hey, it's finally here. Mobile sports betting is on in Maryland, and if you want to place a bet and see how it works, please sign up right now with PressBox's special promos and offers. Now, the pre-registration bonuses are gone, but these companies are still doing a lot to try to get you to sign up with them in the infancy of mobile sports betting here in the state of Maryland. Um, you can get a great deal, free bets. You'll be helping PressBox earn a small commission in the process, which is great news for us as we try to keep the lights on here. Um, it's you know it's really a win-win. You can get up to seven hundred dollars worth of free bets still. Even though you didn't, you know, hit it in time for pre-registration, go right now to pressboxonline.com/offers. Again, that's pressboxonline.com/offers in order to get signed up and take advantage of still many tremendous offers for you here in the infancy of sports betting in the state of Maryland. We thank you, and it that doesn't mean nothing. Like when we say, you know, hey, it helps us out too. I, we're not begging, like we're not there, we're not desperate, anything like that, but it helps us. Maybe be frank about that. And if you want the lights to stay on, if you want to enjoy our content, you know, that would be a good thing if you would be willing to uh, just sign up through our link if you're going to be doing some sports betting. So, you know, just an ask, that's all. Just a, an ask that you consider that, pressboxonline.com slash offers. Busy day ahead. Um, Coming up on the program today, we are going to preview the Jaguars. Of course, this is our final show of the week, Um, so we will preview the Jaguars. Jeff Lagerman is the color analyst for the uh, Jaguars Radio Network. We will catch up with him. Also this morning, we will have our weekly celebration of the 10th anniversary of the Ravens Super Bowl 47 title. This week, Ed Dixon, one of my buddies, uh, former Ravens tight end. Of course, he was the starting tight end in the Super Bowl. I don't know that everybody remembers that. And um, also last week, decided to kind of make a declaration that he had uh, retired as a Raven. He had gone on and spent a good amount of time in Carolina. 
and it was something that he and his family wanted to do to declare that they had reti- he had retired as a Raven, so we'll talk to him about that. And uh, later on in the program, the Godfather, Sean Merriman, Mr. Lights Out himself, Maryland NFL legend, is going to check in with us. He is back in town this Saturday. He will be in College Park for his 20th Lights Out coat drive. That just made me realize I'm old. Damn. Damn it. Not a great day. Not a great moment. But um, Sean Merriman is the best, and uh, he has done this for two decades, and he has come back, and it matters a great deal to him. And we'll talk to him about that. We'll talk to him about the Terps. We'll talk to him about the Ravens, all that stuff a little bit later on as Sean Merriman will join us here on GCR. Of course, we got to do some picks. Would You Rather Wednesday scenarios are up at Glenn Clark Radio, presented by Glory Days Grill. Awful lot for you. Awful lot going on. I actually try to figure out when exactly we should do picks because when we spread this out, we don't have like a we don't have like the right pocket of time. Eh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I'm looking at it. I'm like, mm, now that I realize, when when is the right time? When is the right time for us to do picks? I don't have the answer to that question. Don't know, but we'll get to it. I promise so that will happen. All right, um, nothing significant to cover. Obviously, we covered the significant news, which is now that Germany lost at the World Cup. That's the significant news. And Well, Towson beat Coppin last night. Uh, I'm not trying to poo-poo that in any way. Uh, good for good for Towson. That's a, a nice little win. There's unbeaten. I don't, I don't have other things you'd like to say about it. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it was a good win. Okay. They okay. they're they're very good at making shots. They how's, did, how's that does not how's, seem to miss. How's that going with getting me single do, single dollar bills? How's yeah, that going? Yeah, yeah. No, how's, no, how's, not how's, not great. How's that? Go? That's what I would like to talk about <laughs> on the show. Is the assignment I gave Griffin this morning for uh, the video that we're going to do that um, worked out about well as our pats on the ass segment has been working. I think. I think um, yes. I think the pats on the ass worked out pretty well. I, no, it didn't. I you need to did. stop that. Like, the problem is you're not recognizing it. You think that doing your shtick is still good. It's not. It's bad shtick. It's, it's not shtick. It's, 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 if it ain't shtick, then you're just dumb. No. Like, and I don't think that's the case. I think you're a smart guy. Like, I, I, maybe I'm going to find out that I'm wrong, and you just don't know anything about football. But I don't think that's the case. I think you know something, and you're just doing really bad shtick. Like, I, I hope, I pray that's the case. Now I need it to end, but I pray that's the case. Because I know you're not, I, I say you, I know you're not stupid. I, I could have sworn you were not a stupid man. I could have sworn that. And I'm, now I'm struggling with it. Now we're in a difficult spot. Um, anyway, that, the, the, the moral of the story, I don't even remember. Oh, we were talking about, you wanted to talk about Towson. Yes, they got a nice win over Coppin State last night. It was a lovely victory for uh, Towson. I had a lovely evening as well. My uh, friend uh, Zach, of course, uh, a friend to all of us, he's been involved in our charity endeavors over the years, Zach Merrick. Uh, all-time low, the band, they were playing at Record Theater. They're doing like a resin- residency this week at Record Theater, which is really cool for, uh, because as incredibly successful as they are, um, getting to see somebody like that play at somewhere as small as Record Theater is kind of wild. Obviously, it means a lot more to them because it was the first ever venue they played as a band. So it was a cool thing. Got to spend last night with him and his family. That was a neat thing. and. Um, really wild, really wild, uh, all the success they've had and to know how much this means to them coming home and getting to play at the first venue they ever played at as a band. That was a really neat moment for me. So 
Uh, love Zach. Love his family. Had a great night last night. Uh, I would tell you to try to check them out, but there are definitely not any tickets available. They were gone in about three minutes of the moment they announced this thing. So um, I hope you got yours. If not, I don't know, maybe beg, barter, do do whatever you can. I don't, I don't even know. The Wrecker is not like a famous scalping venue, so I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure the bridge doesn't scalp tickets to shows at the Wrecker, but uh, good luck. Good luck is what I would say. Um, two things that did come up that I wanted to get to at the start of the show. Please get your responses in for Would You Rather Wednesday at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. They are up early today for you to get involved. From uh, Dave. Dave got to me yesterday. Dave said, Glenn, I appreciate uh, how pragmatic you're attempting to be about the Ravens game against the Panthers and where they are offensively. I'm not necessarily going to disagree with you. I do think that uniqueness of Sunday's game made for a lesser offensive output. However, are you willing to acknowledge that this is still not necessarily... By the way, we've kind of talked about this. This is still not necessarily the way that teams go about winning the Super Bowl, and what they're doing is putting themselves at a great disadvantage because they will need everything to go their way in order to win a Super Bowl doing this. I feel like other teams that are more capable have greater margins for error. The Chiefs could give up three touchdowns in the first quarter in all fluky types of ways. Tip balls, bad luck, awful penalties that are called, and they could still come back and win a game against just about anybody. File that thought away. We'll get back to it. The Ravens, however, if they were in the same scenario where, even if it's not necessarily their fault, one bad bounce of the ball, one unfortunate snap in bad weather, one atrocious penalty call that shouldn't have been called, they're behind 21 nothing, and at this point, they're hopeless. I agree with your sentiment that it's not they can't win a Super Bowl doing what they do. It's just that they're asking for trouble. Everything has to go their way. And to think that everything will go their way for four straight games seems not just unlikely, but damn near impossible. I'm still rooting for it to happen. I hope for the best. I'm not telling you that they should fire Greg Roman during the season, but I think at the end of the year they need to reconsider everything about the way they do offense. So there's a few things in there, right? And I'll let me respond to them one by one because I do feel like we've talked about this a bit, Dave. One, I, comparing anything to the Chiefs is foolhardy. There's one Patrick Mahomes. One. To be clear, even Patrick Mahomes couldn't overcome during his car- career when many things went wrong. We all remember what happened in the Super Bowl against Tampa when their offensive line stunk. For as great as Patrick Mahomes was, for as great as Travis Kelsey is, for as great as Tyreek Hill was at the time, they couldn't overcome having no offensive line. The idea that teams are just built to overcome disaster is a fallacy. They're not. Which doesn't mean it's impossible. Of course, we know that the Bills and the Dolphins and the Giants all overcame you know, double-digit deficits to the Ravens earlier this season. It can happen. But the idea, the scenario that you're presenting where utter disaster sets in through no fault of your own and you're down 21-0, well, if it's the Chiefs, they're just going to go win. Well, I don't know, maybe. Maybe. 
it, to your point, it's not impossible, and we've seen the Chiefs in playoff games fall behind early in games and, and bounce back ni- quite nicely. But you're still talking about a team for as great as they are, they've won one Super Bowl. And they have perhaps the most talented quarterback in the history of the game. Obviously, he hasn't had the career. Like, when we talk about who the greatest quarterbacks of all time are, he hasn't had the career that Joe Montana or Tom Brady has had. So we don't say that. But it's much like I talked about with, say, Calvin Johnson when I said, I understand that Jerry Rice is the greatest wide receiver of all time, but Calvin Johnson is purely more talented than he was. And I will always stand by that. Patrick Mahomes. I felt that way, perhaps, about Aaron Rodgers. Patrick Mahomes is even better than that. Patrick Mahomes is probably the most talented quarterback that's ever played the game. His sheer ability to do anything. So comparing to the Chiefs, come on, man, that's for the birds. There's one of those guys. Now, I think Lamar Jackson's outstanding. And I think there's plenty of things that he does as well. I think there are some things that he does better than Patrick Mahomes. But to say that if you just had a different offensive system, Lamar Jackson could be Patrick Mahomes would be as foolish as to say it about any other quarterback. We have nothing that says that any other quarterback in football can be Patrick Mahomes. You're not inherently wrong. The Ravens' path to success is has smaller margins for error. I think I've said that about a billion times. This is not a team that's built to have things go wrong. They need things to go right. They can't have a day where their defense just stinks. Where it's just not their day. And where they can't establish the run. And like they can't have that. I don't know how many teams can. You can keep pointing out the Chiefs. And you're probably right, but I'm still not even certain of that. As we say when we bring up that they lost in the AFC title game a year ago. Do you guys remember that? They didn't make the Super Bowl last year. I get it. We're so used to the Chiefs being involved at the end of the year that like we just kind of count on it. Like, we just work under the assumption that they're going to be in the Super Bowl every year. They've made two of them. They've won one. I get it. They've been in every AFC, every AFC, AFC championship game. And if I was a betting man, they'll probably get back there. They've got Patrick Mahomes. He's really good. But for all of that, they've won one Super Bowl. And do you remember what happened the last time the Ravens played the Chiefs? I get it. They played a bit more up-tempo in that game, and they scored a few more points, and they played with a strategy that was more conducive to beating Kansas City specifically. And then, at the end of the game, they made a defensive play when they needed to make it. I I get apprehensive when we make these comparisons, or we say the Ravens, what they're doing isn't good enough because they're not the Chiefs. The idea that you're going to out-Chiefs the Chiefs Seems unlikely. The Bills maybe are the closest example of that, but they also attempted to build a better defense than what they have in Kansas City so they would have more paths to overcoming. I don't know that you're out-chiefsing the Chiefs. 
I think you're going to have to go about finding a different way to win. And I think that's what the Ravens are trying to do. I can't tell you that it will work. I don't know. I sure as hell didn't know that Japan was going to beat Germany this morning. If I knew these things, I would have slightly more in my old FanDuel account. By the way, they're offering you 50 free dollars tonight. They're uh, running a special today in Maryland where if the Wizards and Heat combine for one or more three-pointers, you get even money on your bet up to $50. They're giving you 50 bucks. I would encourage you to maybe go make a deposit in the old FanDuel account and take your free $50. You want to check out right then? That's your, that's your right. You don't have to be a better. Put 50 bucks in your account. Go win that bet. Take your free $50. Enjoy this weekend. Get yourself a, a couple more drinks if you're going out on Thanksgiving Eve. Just That's my response. My response is I, I, you're not wrong. I think you're going to the extremes. I think you are... I think you're making a mistake in how you view things. Just because you're not wrong that there are there's a smaller margin for error for the Ravens to succeed offensively, which I do I do agree with that. Um, and then I had one more, but I guess we're supposed to talk to Jeff Lagerman here in a second. I don't I don't know. Uh, uh, Chris, Chris got in this morning. Chris said, uh, um, "Oh, Chris, this is about something completely different." Thank. You. Chris is asking me about our our the coat drive. If you guys had been collecting coats this year because you were expecting us to do something with coats and with clothes, and I, and I apologize, I did not know where the Helping Up mission was until a couple of weeks ago. I was expecting that we were going to do coats and clothes again this year. If you were collecting coats all year, Sean Merriman's about to join us in an hour. He's collecting coats on Saturday at the Maryland game. I know it's a little out of the way if you happen to live in the greater Baltimore area, and I know that maybe the Maryland-Rutgers game isn't the sexiest matchup that you want to go spend your Saturday at. Just drive down there. You can meet Sean Merriman. That's pretty cool. Drop off your coats. If that doesn't work and you've been collecting coats clothes um, all year, then just do me a favor. Hit me up some way at Glenn Clark Radio. Chris, I, I, I will find somewhere that they can use them uh, helping up partners with a lot of other shelters they'll guide me in the direction of another place that could use those coats and clothes so we're you okay yeah so we'll talk to uh merriman we'll talk to him in 20 minutes and oh. we'll also talk to logman right now okay so. all right so we're changing things around a little bit all right very good that's fine no problem we'll talk to sean merriman in about 20 minutes um yeah to bring him your coats and clothes do me that favor bring them to him he needs them on Saturday for his annual coat drive. And if that doesn't work, then just message me. But really, go to glennclarkradio.com. The details up for what we are doing for Helping Up Mission this year. And right now, the biggest thing we need, we need toiletries, we need underwear. I get it, you have to go out and buy those things. So we're saying we'll do that for you if you're willing to make a cash donation. And if you do that, we're going to hook you up with a spot in a raffle to win an autographed Clayus Campbell helmet or an autographed Trey Mancini print or a to-be-determined Tyus Bowser autograph mem- piece of memorabilia. So go to glennclarkradio.com right now. The details are all there. Help us help helping out. Help us help helping up mission. Right now, find out more at glennclarkradio.com. 
Today's show is also brought to you by the Baltimore area Chick-fil-A restaurants. If you're looking for a simple holiday meal, try Chick-fil-A catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. All right. Uh, Ravens-Jaguars coming up this Sunday as this is our final show for the week. Let's go ahead and look forward to Jacksonville coming off their bye. Joining us now, former Jags defensive end, now radio color analyst. It's a pleasure to welcome back to the program. Mr. Jeff Lagerman, who's with us now here on GCR. Jeff, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Yeah, not a problem, Glenn. I appreciate it. And, uh, by the way, when you pronounce Jaguars, you, you almost had like a yeah, little bit of the British I was doing that was the, That was the bit that I was doing. I was doing, of course, the, the Jaguar, <laughs> famously from Saturday Night Live. I, thankfully, I do know better than to say Jaguars, Jeff. I do... As 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 you're gonna hear a lot of Baltimore accents probably this weekend, I think, and there's gonna be a few folks making the trip down. I do know better than to say yeah. that. I do know how to pronounce the word jaguar. I promise you, uh, that was me having some fun this morning. Yeah, well, I'm a uh, I'm a uh, I'm very aware of the Baltimore accent. You know, I'm, I grew up in Sterling, yeah. Virginia. Yeah. So uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not, not far from Baltimore, and I'm a I'm a huge Baltimore fan. Love. Love the crabs, and uh, uh, it's, a, it's a cool city to visit. In the uh, in the old division, everybody in Baltimore thought they were playing the Jaguars and the Bang the, the Bangles. The Bangles is the one that we still say around here that drives me nuts. All right, let's talk about the Jaguars, um, Jeff. I, can you explain? It really seemed early in the year like this was a team that was trending towards being relevant like that that we saw really good things out of Trevor Lawrence and I think a lot of people thought the Doug Peterson hire was spectacular why have they not been able to continue on like that early season trend where it looked like they were moving towards playing really relevant football well I think part of it is is that you've got a young quarterback and you've had some some inconsistencies with his play and yes, it's year two for him, but last year was almost a, a complete throwaway year with Urban Meyer. It's kind of a lost season of sorts for the organization. So uh, typical with a young quarterback, you have ups and downs. And so the beginning part of the season, things look good. And, and then hit a stretch there where there were some turnovers and a lot of them at the hands of Trevor. And this offense just wasn't good enough to recover. And then the defense has regressed a little bit. Since, uh, since the beginning of the year. So it's a typical trait of a young team with a, with a new system and a new coach. And I think the more talent that this team can acquire because this team just hasn't drafted well over the last couple of years, and that's one of the reasons why they went out and spent like an NFL record $323 million in free agent contracts to try to change the culture and change the direction of the franchise. But uh, – it just doesn't happen overnight. You know, Glenn, you're fortunate to have the Baltimore Ravens there. I mean, that's like the, the, the model of success in the National Football League and one that many teams need to look at and, and to try to emulate. And, and the Jaguars are one of those teams that are trying to find their way. Uh, there's no doubt. And look, I, you know, I think there are pieces there still to like. They, they played a little bit better in the two games before the bye. Obviously got to win over the Raiders and – you know, we're competitive against the Chiefs, who we all think is the best team in football right now. Do you feel like... You yeah, know, but I, I don't quite agree with you that, okay. you know, that, that, that we're competitive against the Chiefs, and, and here's why. Okay. Look, the, the, the Chiefs are, are the, 
you know, they're the standard. Uh, they got the best quarterback in the league. They've got the best tight end. Uh, they've got, uh, you know, four consecutive AFC championship games that have been held in Kansas City, and the Jaguars just couldn't keep pace. And, and here's why. A lot of people think, wow, okay, they played okay against Kansas City. Well, you really didn't because you got three takeaways in that ball game. Three takeaways, and then you also had a surprise onside kick where you got the ball at the minus 46. Then you had a, a great punt return where you had another opportunity with the ball at midfield at the minus 46. And offensively, you just didn't score enough points. You know, So uh, even though you feel like, okay, well, Kansas City wasn't that bad, well, in reality, when you had all those extra opportunities, you should have been in that game, if not leading that game at some point. And the Jaguars were never able to do that. You know, the previous week against against the Raiders, I mean, a, a team that has really struggled. If Derek Carr has any semblance of a good performance in the second half, the Jaguars don't make that comeback, which was you know, the second largest in franchise history. So, I mean, look, this this team is, is still young. It's still learning, and uh, it's got a long ways to go. You know, if you look at it over the last two years, they've won four games. So, got, got a lot of road and a lot of work ahead. So let's talk about Jeff. What the path would be like? You know, this is I. I have worried a little bit about this being kind of a classic trap game. That this is a Jaguars team coming off a bye. It's Thanksgiving week where you just never know which players are are fully bought in and know. Hey, don't put anything in your body that you shouldn't be. And which young players are like, Hey, I'm, I'm a I'm a conditioned athlete. I'm in my twenties. I can do whatever I want to do. It's a road trip. It's, you know, a team that you might be overlooking a little bit. I have worried about this being kind of a trap game for the Ravens. What would the roadmap be for the Jaguars on Sunday to be able to figure out a way to be competitive or somehow beat the Baltimore Ravens? Well, I think offensively you've got to be able to, to be balanced, and that's really what they weren't able to do in Kansas City. You know, I consider Baltimore a really good football team. And so if you're going to beat a really good football team, you've got to be able to score some points. That Ravens defense has been looking really good, as you know. And so for a young quarterback and a system that has a lot of newer parts, you've got to have kind of all things running. And last week against Kansas City, Travis Etienne, which had been a huge part of the offense yeah. in the previous four games, really wasn't a big factor against Kansas City with limited touches. And, and to be honest with you, Kansas City just won the battle in the trenches, trenches up front. They, they held ETN to only 45 yards rushing. They were able to sack Trevor Lawrence five times. And so the Jaguars, if, they, if they're going to compete against the Ravens, they're going to have to stay on schedules and offense, have balance for a young quarterback that you just don't want to put too much pressure on yet because I don't know if he has the explosive weapons uh, at the skill position to really kind of get over the top yet. Mm -hmm. you know, it's going to take time to build some of those weapons. And defensively for the Jaguars, uh, the reality is, is that they're not rushing the passer extremely well. Um, if you look at them from a sacks per pass attempt standpoint, just to give you a, a stat, they're 30th in the league, just to give you an idea. And, and you know that Baltimore does a great job of protecting a quarterback. And when he's not protected, he's a threat to run the ball every time. So that's a big challenge for a Jaguars defense that earlier in the year against Philadelphia where you've got some of that RPO stuff with Jalen Hurts, it, it really the Jaguars defense couldn't keep up. And so this is a big challenge this week because this defense has been struggling a little bit. They have struggled to find a second corner after Shaq 
Griffin went on injured reserve. They tried to figure out exactly uh, at linebacker Devin Lloyd, their first round pick, 27th overall linebacker, has been inconsistent. They've been replacing him with a third round pick, uh, draft pick linebacker. You know, so this defense is going to have its hands full every bit with the Ravens' offense. Can I, you know, I want to go back to Trevor Lawrence if I could for a second. Jeff Lagerman is with us, of course, Jaguars color analyst. We're getting ready for Ravens Jags on Sunday in Jacksonville. Is there still confidence that Trevor Lawrence is the guy? Is there still confidence? You know, obviously in New York, it's a disaster with Zach Wilson. But is there still confidence that even though there have been growing pains, like he's definitely the guy? Get him a Calvin Ridley next season, which I thought was a, you know, a, a, a tremendous acquisition for the Jaguars this year. Get him somebody like that next year, and and the belief is still very much he's definitely the guy that obviously this franchise believed in significantly when they took him. Well, I, I, and I still believe significantly that he is going to be a franchise guy because first and foremost, he's got, a, he's got the mental makeup. You know, he's got a mental toughness about him. He's smart. He's athletic. He's got the arm talent. I mean, all the tools are there. And, and if you look at his numbers from last year, he was, at 59% completion rate, he had 12 touchdowns, 17 interceptions, but this year it's gotten a lot better. The completion percentages jumped to 65%. His touchdown to interception ratio, he's two to one touchdown to interception. So, I mean, look, he's making steady improvement. And, uh, and I thought that his performance that he had against the Broncos in London a couple of weeks ago was, was a terrible performance. And I thought that the Raiders game the next week was going to be a big indicator on which path was he going to go. Was he going to be able to be that franchise guy? Would he continue to just struggle and will still not be sure is he going to be the franchise guy? But he came out against Oakland and had a start that looked like his performance or the beginnings of his performance that he had in London against the Broncos. But And they were down 17 to nothing. I was like, uh-oh, it's <laughs> yeah. a problem. Yeah. Well, Trevor, I mean, I give him credit, man. He stayed true. He didn't try to force things, and he stayed uh, within himself. And the offense all of a sudden put a couple drives together, and they're right back in and ended up winning that ball game. And largely due in part because of his performance. You know, he's really consistent. His completion percentage was high. He reacted to pressure in a real positive way. So, I mean, when you see games like that, you just sit there and you go, man, he's got it. You know, but you also have to assemble better talent around him and you got to improve the roster overall because that's been one of the shortfalls with this organization the roster is not where it needs to be no I, I completely understand that I mean I, are you were you as high on the the Ridley move as as I was like I I think it's a, a truly a no-brainer type of acquisition for this team I think it's good and from the standpoint of okay there's been minim, a very minimal risk okay to get which made what may be a franchise guy. But then on the flip side of that, to, to say, well, wait a minute, maybe it's not good. Okay, well, you're trading for a player that was suspended by the league. Right. Okay, and for an entire year for gambling. And, and okay, well, I don't care. You know, a lot of people can kind of judge the gambling thing, and he's got some mental health issues. And, look, I hope all of those were taken care of. But you wonder, because if there's been bumps in the road for a player – then will there be bumps in the road in the future? So, uh, you know, you're excited about it just because it's a minimal risk situation or a minimal risk move. But at the same token, the reason why you were able to get that minimal risk, there's a reason for that. 
I understand that. I completely understand everything. It just it seems like it's a risk worth taking for a franchise like that. Um, at a point where you know it didn't seem like you're going anywhere, this you could be the team that could sit on a player and say we might we might have found something, and it really does feel that way. Um, Jeff, is there anything you know like as far as the rest? Is there anything that shows you that this is maybe a team that could trend back upwards and and go into next season again with the young quarterback? That, that makes say like there is an opportunity, even if they're probably not going to be a playoff team, if they're not going to catch up with the Titans, but that they could be playing for something to be building for next year that could make the Jaguars a little bit more dangerous the rest of the way. Well, I think that Doug Peterson has done a fantastic job. And I yeah. think what we're seeing on a week-to-week basis with their offense and the design of the plays, I'm telling you that Doug Peterson is one of the most challenging offensive minds in football. Uh, right up there with Andy Reid. I mean, he's just got that. Uh, how many other people can sit there and say, well, you know what, we beat the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl and we, we outcoached them. And I thought that's what happened when Doug Peterson led the Eagles to the Super Bowl back in 2017. So I, I'm excited about him. I'm excited about what he's been doing offensively. I think defensively there's still some things that, that need to grow. You know, Mike Caldwell is a first-year defensive coordinator, and I think he's doing a good job, but I think the more – time on tasks that he has, the better he's going to be, the more that they understand their talent from a defensive standpoint, the better better that they'll be. And then also when they get better personnel, I think they'll be better on defense. So I, I think they're trending in the right direction. I think Doug has provided a real steady approach with building this organization along with Trent Balky, the general manager. And, and so I, I think the arrow's pointing up. And most importantly, because I feel like Trevor Lawrence is a franchise guy. Uh, but sometimes, you know, we all want immediate success for a young quarterback, and that's just not always how it happens. And you go back and you look at some of the greats. I mean, Troy Aikman in the first year, everybody was about doubtful he was going to be even a, a guy that was going to be capable and turned into a Hall of Fame guy. So I'm not saying Trevor's going to be a Hall of Fame guy, but I think all the signs that, that I'm seeing with Trevor Lawrence, I think he's going to be a franchise guy, and this organization is, is good from that aspect. The hardest part to fix in an organization, now you got to do – everything else around him at logs 56 on twitter is how you follow him jeff logaman really appreciate you taking the time for us this morning a very happy thanksgiving to you and yours uh, i think there's going to be a handful of ravens fans down there in jacksonville to say hello on sunday appreciate you spending some time with us hey no problem glenn i appreciate it that's jeff logaman the uh, color analyst for the jaguars radio network checking in with us here on gcr ahead of ravens jags on sunday i don't think it's going to be as many i've i've been trying to take uh, i feel like everybody went in on the tampa and new orleans games i don't get the sense that it's gonna be quite as many ravens fans they're gonna be down in jacksonville on sunday but it seems like there's a handful that are headed down that way it has been a good travel year for the ravens this season so I think there's going to be some, but not quite as many. Obviously, there were massive Ravens, I mean, huge, huge pockets of Ravens fans that went down for uh, the Tampa and the New Orleans games this year. Today's show is also brought to you by your neighborhood, Glory Days Grill. We're going to be telling you more about Would You Rather Wednesday coming up in a bit. Again, at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. You can find the scenarios. And if you missed it earlier on in the week, Stan the Fan, Charles, and Ross Grimsley caught up with Mike Bordick. You can find that right now, facebook.com slash pressboxsports, youtube.com slash pressboxonline, pressboxonline.com slash video. 
for um, this week's Stand the Fan conversation, talking baseball with Ross and Mike Bordick. When we come back in, we're going to talk to the legend, Sean Merriman. That's next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. UMBC basketball is back at Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena, and tickets are available now at umbcretrievers.com. Don't miss any of the great early season matchups as the men take on local rivals Coppin State on November 30th and Morgan State on December 10th, while the women square off with American on December 18th. Experience the excitement of game day at the peak by getting your tickets right now to come see the Retrievers at Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena. Lock yours in at umbcretrievers.com. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, New Maryland basketball coach Kevin Willard sits down with Stan Charles and Glenn Clark to discuss the situation he inherited in College Park and how he plans to get the program turned around. Also, inside, we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from all of the teams in the area. And Bo Smoka profiles Ravens receiver Devin DuVernay. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today join glenn at halftime of every ravens game for the project game day halftime show at facebook.com slash sports we apologize in advance there's not much we can do about his face if you haven't been to guilford hall brewery don't know what you're waiting for tonight of course being one of the biggest nights for going out all year long i think tonight would be a perfect night to check out guilford hall maybe you're trying to get back together with some folks that uh, you knew from high school or college. 
check out Guilford Hall. Truly a gem in our city. 1611 Guilford Avenue in Station North. The craft brew selection is amazing. you got to try the Guilford Hall Lager. The Bavarian-inspired menu, so delicious. Um, they've always got something going on at Guilford Hall, whether it's live music or yappy hour where you can bring out your pup or um, even you know just a bar trivia. It's an awesome, awesome spot. Guilford Hall Brewery, 1611 Guilford Avenue in Station North, guilfordhall.com. When I saw how many of these our next guest has now done, I I actually panicked a little bit because it made me realize how, how old I was, and I don't much care for that. This is the 20th time, 20th. That the great Sean Merriman is uh, returning home, and this, of course, dates back to uh, when he was in this area before his legendary NFL career. But he is returning home uh, for his annual Lights On Foundation coat drive this Saturday at the Maryland Rutgers game. He is Mr. Lights Off himself. He is the great Sean Merriman, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Sean, it's Glenn. It's always good to catch up with you, man. I'm telling you, that number 20 really messed with me, though, bro. Oh, Hey, that that makes both of us. Yeah, uh, you know I was. Um, you know, you look back on it and you see how how time just flies by, man. But it's um, you know, the twenties always kind of that, that benchmark. Where you're like, okay, this is this has been going on a really long time now. So, but it's always good, man. It, it feels like uh, you know, one of the biggest times of the year, and I'm just glad every everyone is still supporting this. Uh, it's incredible what you've done, man. It it really is, and I know it's transpired. You've been to football games, you've been to basketball games. Just take me for those, and I know you and I have had this conversation uh, uh, probably about twenty times over the years. But for those that don't know it, just remind everybody of the genesis of how all of this started. Of course, we know you as Mister Lights Out, but this particular thing was so important for you to do, and why you've continued to make sure you take time to come home every year to continue it. Yeah, I, you know, I, uh, when I grew up in Prince George's County, Maryland, man, this is my home. And, you know, me, my mom, and my sister, we were left homeless uh, because of a fire when I was a kid. And um, I just remember being out there in the cold. You know, we couldn't afford a coat. We had uh, we doubled up on sweaters and sweatshirt. And me, me and my sister were looking around. We had socks in our hands. And uh, I just remember that particular day. And I said, you know what? I don't want any, anyone else to feel like this. So if I ever had a platform, to change that, that I would. And so my freshman year at the University of Maryland, I just, when I started, I, I thought we were going to get 100 coats. I was, ha- was happy about it. If we can get 100, that's 100 people out here that don't have to go without a coat during the winter. And uh, the first time out, we got over 2,500 coats. And at that moment, man, I knew that it was something that I had to continue on. And now 20 years later, we're over 35,000 coats. And so that's, that's over 35,000 people that, uh, is going, you know, with the coat this 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 winter, and 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 uh, we, you know, we're helping people that can't help themselves. It's awesome, man. It's it's such an amazing thing that you've done, and and again, continue to make sure that you do. Despite, I know you're you're a West Coast guy these days, but making sure you're coming home and doing this, it's it's really an amazing thing. So as far as Saturday is concerned. Um, where will you be? I'm sure there are still people that are like, hey, I want to bring out a coat, but I really kind of want to meet Sean Merriman. I've, I've never had the opportunity. Where will you be? What gate can people find you at if they bring out their coats on Saturday? Yes, we're, we're going to post. I'll be at the three different gates walking around. Um, I'm looking forward to meeting everyone. And, and for the people who can't make it on the campus, uh, you know, the, the downtown locker room, the DTLRs, 
in that in that College Park area or around that College Park area. If you go to one, they have three drop-off points. But, yeah, I, I'll be at all the gates walking around for the few hours before the game, and then certain parts of the game early on, I'll still be there. And, uh, look, whatever you have, uh, you know, sweaters and, and coats, uh, you know, coming in if you got that closet, I'm sure we all got uh, clothes stacked yep. up that we haven't worn in years. But just know that you'll be helping out a lot of people during this uh, this cold winter. No, uh, it's it's awesome what you do. I was wondering if you know understand the impact that you've had. Um, you know, my my one of my close friends, of course, is AJ Francis, and we just had uh, his annual food drive last year. And he and I were talking, and he kind of referred to you as the Godfather. He was like, "Man, you know." I gotta, I gotta keep that legacy going. What Sean's doing for the community, I gotta keep doing that. We all have to pick up our part. Um, do you have you had an understanding of of what that impact has been for the next generation of Maryland football players and guys in this area saying, "All right, now I need to step up for the community the way that you have." Yeah, it's been great with AJ because I'm a fan of his and just what he's done on the next level with post career. Um, and I've been following him, and congratulations for him for having another uh, canned food drive. But, you know, when you're when you're from here, and um, yeah, I take a lot of pride because I believe this D.C., Maryland, Virginia area is special. It's a special place in, in this country. It's nothing like it. You, know, you said I've been on the West Coast, but I still have not seen anything like this DMV area. So it's important for me to come out and represent and to see someone like A.J. who, who has, you know, success post-career, and other things, um, and then many others. I mean, get a chance, you know, Stephon Diggs hit yep. me up some time, and, yep. you know, just, talk, I talked to Tori, so all, all these guys that kind of came after me, it's it's, um, it's it's really been a blessing and honor for them to kind of watch, and then also continue, man, because that's what this thing is about. You know, I'm, I'm not going to be here forever, uh, but I want this this next generation of people know that how important it is to give back and stay home, stay in the community, because other people will then be watching them. Man, it's all well said. By the way, when you bring up Tory, I think that dude is single-handedly trying to like pick up this entire area, man. It's unbelievable. Um, all of the many things that he has done for this community. So it's a really good point. Sean Merriman is with us again. The coat drive is this Saturday at the Maryland Rutgers game. Please go empty out your closets, the stuff you're not wearing anymore. You know what you shouldn't be. You know, if it's ratty, if it's, nobody should be wearing it, please. That's not the thing. But anything that you're not wearing anymore, maybe your kids have grown out of it. I think that's always important, right, Sean? Like, kids need stuff too. If your kids have grown out of something, that's perfect for you to bring out this Saturday uh, for uh, Sean's annual 20th annual coat drive. Um, any any chance that you could help out a little bit? I mean, this Saturday, I'm hoping they won't need it. it it's been so it was so tough last Saturday watching that because like you can just see how much better they are, the impact that Mike Loxley has made. It's just my God, the difference still between Maryland like an Ohio State. It's it's very difficult to close that gap. Yeah, I, I want to start by saying this. Um, we have, and I just talked about how special this area is. We have the most talent in this DMV area. I believe that everyone stayed home, stayed here in the area. We can compete with anybody in the country. I'm talking about all the Texas football, all the California football, Florida football, uh, Georgia football. We can compete with anybody in the country. So that's, you know, that's one thing. The second part of it is, is that when you watch the Michigan, Michigan game, you watch the Ohio State game and realize how close those guys really are to being good. I mean, they're, they're a, you know, a second string off from having a four-star recruit and, you know, and, and the offensive lineman, the defensive lineman position from getting a chance to win a championship. And I'm not joking about that. Um, to me, in my opinion, best wide receiver core in the country. And, and, and the running backs, uh, with him being those guys, they just, they're not even getting the, the national credit that they deserve. So, 
when you look at how this team is built and the new the new stars and recruits is coming in here, if you're not excited for the next two, three, four plus years mm. of Maryland football, it's crazy because I, I really do believe after watching that Michigan that Michigan game and Ohio State game, how close they really are to being a great football team. It's, uh, I think you're in a, you're saying something that's really strong, and you and you know more than anyone because you were someone that was there before there was the movement before. You know, there was Mike Loxley getting the head coaching job, and you were one of the local guys that stepped up and said it. But there's no doubt that there is way more of an appetite at this point for kids from this area to say, no, I'm going to stick it out and, and stay right here. And, again, I don't know that that means that Maryland's going to be ready to win the Big Ten next year, but you can absolutely see the impact that Mike Loxley is having and how real he is as a human being and how much that's translated to young men from this area saying, no, I'm going to stick it out. I'm going to try to do this as a Terrapin. You can, you can see Mike uh, Loxley's leadership towards the guys in, in, that, in that locker room and how they respond, how they react. Um, I've got an opportunity to sit in some team meetings, and, and I just know that this is probably one of the most – close and tight-knit groups they've had in several years there and so like i've really said this they're a little bit off i mean you know they're a you know five-star quarterback away uh in the next couple years they're a five-star left and right tackle and i mean they're just they're right there and so if they get these guys that are from this area to stay home there's no doubt in my mind and i know you said they're not ready to win a a, a big 10 championship i i believe in the next couple years they can't and, and okay. with this recruiting class coming in to watch one more, I really do think, think they can. They just, in my opinion, they can't let the Purdue's and those games slip by or sure. look that way against Wisconsin, Wisconsin or Penn State. If they're able to fix those little bit, you know, those problems and not have those letdowns, I do believe they can win a Big Ten championship in the next couple of years. I, I love the sounds of it, man. I love the sounds of that. Um, Sean, I want to ask you about what we're dealing with here in Baltimore, which is – the Ravens are playing really good football. It's just a little bit different than like the Chiefs or the Bills or some of the teams that are thought of as the favorites in the NFL. The Ravens are prioritizing holding the ball and and playing defense. And they went out and they got a Roquan Smith who's been unbelievable um, making that transition in the middle of a season, proving just how good he is. Um, does this work? Does time of possession and, and running the ball and playing defense – can that work to win a Super Bowl when you're going up against the Josh Allens, the Patrick Mahomes of the world when you get to the playoffs? Yeah, <laughs> it, you know, it can. And they've become one of the most gritty teams in football. And when I say by that, by keeping the, you know, keeping the offense on the field, um, you know, running little plays, not expecting the, the big splash, and that's why they're not getting the media attention in this, you know, in, in football because they are so gritty. We're so used to clapping and patting <laughs> Patrick Mahomes on the back and Josh Allen and some of these guys who just said that we forgot that teams out here can win in other ways, and that's what they're doing. They're playing great defense. They're, you know, uh, getting you know, the, the, the strong three or four yards and hitting the big plays when they have to. You can win a lot of football games that way, and they're proven to do just that. And by, and by the way, when it's, it's the most frustrating for a defense, right, because you want those big plays. That's how I got my sacks. I want you to throw the ball down the field. And if you're hmm. not doing that, hmm. it is a very, very frustrating feeling. Wow, that's an interesting point. Like, that, really, do I really want to stand in here and have to defend the run all day and, and, and take on some, you know, offensive linemen that are coming at me all day long instead of me being able to get after them? And that's what it is. I mean, look at the Ravens team, some of the best teams they've had. 
the, the their year they went to the Super Bowl, I believe they were averaging like 11 or 12 points or something like that, right? But they just they played the the run the ball, played great defense, controlled the clock, don't throw you know any interceptions or turn the ball over. You'll be surprised even now today where the game has shifted, where it's mostly a, a passing situation. Uh, big plays down the field. You'll be surprised how many games you can win by just grinding it out, playing gritty football as they are. I, it's it's I you know man I'm I still continue to believe it's possible. I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but I choose to believe that it's possible. Uh, I wanted to ask you about what Justin Houston is doing this season, only because uh, he's almost your age. <laughs> like he's not that far off. And yet he's been having an unbelievable eight and a half sacks in seven games that he's played this season. Can you believe what Justin Houston, and I'll throw another guy in there, Calais Campbell, because if he's almost your age, Calais Campbell is basically your age, right? And has still been at a very high level. How impressed have you been by what these kind of old heads have been doing in Baltimore this season? Well, I like to compare those to like an old boxer, right? Uh, if you see Mike Tyson, yeah, he probably couldn't fight you for 12 rounds, but he could still knock you out with one punch. I mean, that's that's basically when you talk about those two guys, if you put Justin Houston on the edge, Justin Houston, in my opinion, has always had one of the best takeoffs uh, and, and bursts out off the line of scrimmage in, in football for a very long time. And so we're seeing him being able to not do it for four quarters, but he's doing it when he needs to. Uh, same thing with Calais, you know. He actually, I've seen him some time ago, and he made jokes that I had a couple gray hairs, and, you know, I've known him for a long time. And today, Sean, you got, you got to call. I said, man, look, stay away from me. All right, you got, you're getting yours too. So, yeah, right. Um, He's he just, you know, great individual, but he's an anchor for that, not just that, that defense, but for that team. He's such a, a, a great person, all he does, but he's, he's still dominant when he needs to be. And I, and I use that um, – I use the, the correlation between old boxer all the time because you, as you get older, you can't do it as much. They're not going to play four quarters of great football, but they will be able to stand up when the team needs them to do it. No, it's really well said, man. Really well said. Um, last one for you on, on, on the Ravens. Lamar Jackson, of course, still, you know, we got this, this contract thing that's hanging over him. There is a story this week about the NFLPA wanting to talk about collusion when it comes to fully guaranteed contracts. And, it's it's very clear that's what Lamar Jackson wants. He wants a fully guaranteed contract. What I, the word collusion is a tough one to throw around, right? Because you're not supposed to accuse anybody of collusion, but it definitely seems as though the league does not want the Deshaun Watson contract to become standard for quarterbacks moving forward. What do you make of the importance of this fight? What Lamar is sort of standing up and saying, "I'm not. I'm not. I'm not just going to take. Even if you offer me a good contract, I'm not taking it." I. This is my value is I deserve to be fully guaranteed. What do you make of that? Well, you can go across the board, right? Um, let's start out with Dak's situation. I mean, in, in my opinion, the Dak Prescott deserves the money. I mean, he hasn't went too far in the playoffs. They won a lot of, you know, won some games, but he get, hasn't got them to the next level. In my opinion, Kyler Murray's contract is, um, is, is way overpriced in my, you know, for, for what he's done. And I'm not talking about talent. He's a very talented player. Sure. But as far as what, he, what he's actually done and accomplished on the field, does his contract warrant what he's done on the field? Not, probably not. So Lamar Jackson has every right in the world. If you're talking about one person who does deserve that big contract, it's him. It's, I would, I would uh, deliver a bigger guarantee and bigger contract than all of those guys for what he's accomplished. He has – the bigger upside, he's probably going to go uh, win a ring before those other guys will. 
Um, you know, he's done more. If you look at his stats and number, he's done more than those guys collectively across the board and, and with his win percentage and some of the things. So if you are going to pay someone, it has to be him. Now, I don't know if, the, if it's such a big guarantee that it doesn't make any sense. It could disrupt the team. I'm not the GM there. I don't know the, the, their strategy across the board. But if you look at the current market and who has gotten guaranteed contracts, contracts, Lamar Jackson needs to be number one. I, I I agree. I, I get it. I get why they're slow and they don't want to be in a race to give out fully guaranteed money. But my God, that if the option is fully guaranteed money or not having Lamar Jackson, I think I know what the answer to that question is. It's fully guaranteed money, and you solve the problem otherwise. Because the world where you don't have Lamar Jackson is not a world where I want to live. Uh, Sean Merriman's annual twentieth annual Lights On Foundation Coat Drive this Saturday. Ahead of the Maryland Rutgers game, please stop by with your coats to help keep folks warm this holiday season. At Sean Merriman on Twitter. Sean, what else can we plug for you? You're like one of the, 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 the most significant moguls. You're doing a little bit of everything. What else can I get a plug in for you for? January 14th, uh, if you have Fubo TV, Lights Out Extreme Fight, my MMA company, we're yep. starting back up and we're going every month for a year. So January 14th, we're announcing a big fight. Um, it'll be on Fubo TV, Fubo Sports. Check us out if you don't have it, get it. But also, too, man, I'm looking to bring some fights back here in uh, you know, my hometown. That's awesome. Wow, we love that. That would be really, really cool. Uh, Sean, always appreciate you, man. It is so great to hear from you. A very happy Thanksgiving to you. We will look forward to seeing you out there on Saturday at the Maryland game. Thank you for taking the time for us this morning. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me, as always. Sean Merriman, we love that guy. Um, appreciate him taking the time for us. And, again, get out this Saturday, the Maryland football game, and support his annual coat drive. Today's show, or just a reminder, in fact, next Tuesday night, the 29th, the next Tyus Bowser show, we're going to be at Mother's Peninsula Grill in Arnold Tyus and his special guest. Tyus Bowser shows a partnership of Press Box and Great Eights memorabilia. It is brought to you. By Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Come join us next Tuesday night, Mother's Peninsula Grill in Arnold. We will continue our 10th anniversary celebration of the Ravens' run to Super Bowl 47. My buddy Ed Dixon is going to join us next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today umbc basketball is back at chesapeake employers insurance arena and tickets are available now at umbcretrievers.com don't miss any of the great early season matchups as the men take on local rivals coppin state on november 30th and morgan state on december 10th while the women square off with american on december 18th experience the excitement of game day at the peak by getting your tickets right now to come see the retrievers at chesapeake employers insurance arena lock yours in at umbcretrievers.com Another Orioles season is in the books, and the Batarang 
Brown was there every step of the way as the Birds posted their first winning season in six years. And after promoting two number one overall prospects in Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, Mike Elias has said it's liftoff from here. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and along with my co-host Zach Goodman, we'll be here every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon all off-season, discussing every signing, trade, and waiver claim as we navigate the cold winter months that lead to spring training. You can watch us at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and facebook.com slash pressboxsports or listen live at pressboxonline.com slash radio. And if you miss a show, you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. So tune into the Bat Around with Paul Valley and Zach Goodman every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon right here at Pressbox Sports. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point. Boulevard. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit joinbaltimorecountypd.com or call 410-887- 5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. If you can't listen or watch live, you can subscribe to the show via Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Or, if lying isn't your thing, we'll take a three-and-a-half-star review, too. All right, back in here on GCR as we continue on a Wednesday edition of the program. Today's show is also brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Keep trying to tell you, Friday afternoon, USA, England, it is going to be a rabid atmosphere in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel with everybody off of work. I would reserve your spot right now by emailing events at sportssocialmd.com. That's events at sportssocialmd.com. Get a table for you and your friends, reclining chairs. It's going to be unbelievable now with mobile betting as well. You don't have to get up from your seat, and the atmosphere is going to be bonkers for the USA-England match on Friday afternoon. So, again, reserve your spot by emailing events at sportssocialmd.com. All throughout this season, we have been taking some time to catch up with members of the Ravens Super Bowl 47 championship team as we celebrated the 10th anniversary this year. And this guy, uh, I know I've talked a lot about how much I like a lot of the guys on this team that we've had on. Um, this guy's really special to me. Not only a really good dude, not only the Ravens starting tight end in Super Bowl 47. Uh, He recently decided that he wanted to make it official. He wanted to declare that he had retired from the NFL as a Baltimore Raven. And he was one of the folks that I knew that encouraged me when uh, when we were, you know, hanging around. He would often say, Glenn, you need to marry that girl. Um, As uh, he had been around with myself and uh, my now wife at a few events that we had done. And um, he is a truly good man. It is a pleasure to welcome back to the program. My friend, Mr. Ed Dixon, who's back with us now here on GCR. Ed, it's Glenn. It's so good to catch up, man. Thank you for taking the time, as always, dude. 
Man, Glenn, congratulations on, on your marriage. And you, you took my advice and, and the best of luck to you and your wife. And I'm, I'm happy to be on the radio, man, talking about you know, the Raven Flock. Bro, it's been too long, man. It's been too long. By the way, I have a seven-year-old and a five-year-old son now on top of everything else. Oh. I, remember, I remember, of course, you becoming a father. I think a lot of people remember you becoming a father and how special it was to you. Dude, it is even more special than you explained it to me once upon a time. Man, that's something in life that I don't take for granted. You know, becoming a father for the first time and becoming the like becoming an NFL player for the first time on the same day. Yeah. You know, you can imagine emotions going crazy. That happened to me on the, on the exact same day, September September thirteenth, two thousand ten, and and I would never forget that day. Uh, remind, it was the Jets game, the Monday night game, correct? It was the Jets game, yep. and, and uh, my wife at the time went into labor early in the morning and i was like man i was conflicted on on you know being there for her and then being there for my first game and then i landed on a decision with her you know blessing to you know stay and, and help the team we we won by one one point i think and then i just flew back to be be with my son to be with her at the hospital and uh no, that was a kind of special day. Man, I remember, I remember, I, I swear to God, dude, I remember the words you said, like, that you just, you, the, seeing his face, like, that you didn't even want to give him a name until you saw his face, and then what that meant to you to see his face, it, it stayed with me for a long time, bro, those were really impactful words about becoming a father, man, and I, I, they still, they still motivate me to this day in the importance of the role that I play. Let's talk about you, um, before we talk about the anniversary, last week, you you made the decision that you wanted to publicly declare that you had retired as a Raven. Um, kind of take me through that. Why was that something for you, for your family, that, that you wanted to have out there, that you had retired as a Raven? Well, for, for, for a while now, for like three years, I debated on going back and playing. You know, the late team I played for was the Seattle Seahawks. You know, kind of weird uh, ending. I had my first injury in 10 years of football. It, was, it wasn't a major injury. It was like a, a a meniscus like knee scope, you know that that knee scope led me off the field for about a year or so with uh you know soreness and and trying to get everything back. And I finally got to a, a spot, but mentally, physically, I wasn't in a place where I wanted to go back and play. So financially, I was good, you know. So I was like, you know, I kind of was doing other things, and then you know, being a father, you know, of two then 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 i was a father of of three then now four i had four kids i couldn't i I couldn't imagine going back and leaving them for you know if i went back and play you know at that time teams are reaching out especially the ravens are reaching out you know checking in on me you know making sure that everything was good and seeing that you know if i was available i was like i couldn't imagine because i'm a west coast guy you know going back and play and leaving them I'm I'm a, I'm addicted to you know my kids you know well being their education making sure everything's good you know my daughter's playing soccer so you know kind of everything went in perspective and I was like you know what it's time for me to hang the cleats up and there was no other team that I can think about to retire I had I had a lot of success with Baltimore you know probably more success with uh, Carolina uh, Seattle was okay. No, I'm a part of a lot of people's legend community, but Baltimore started it for for me. Baltimore laid the foundation, laid everything that I know 
from football I got from Baltimore, from leadership to, you know, ownership of, of your own career. You know, there was no other place I could think about retiring than, you know, coming home to Baltimore and retire. It's powerful, man. How much of that, you know, we hear from so many guys about the how the community is just different surrounding this organization. And, you know, I, it, it doesn't mean that it's a guarantee that you're going to win the Super Bowl every year, but I do think it matters how much of that, like not to not to trash the other organizations that you played with, but how much of that was an impact in making a decision like this that you wanted to be known as part of that community and what's such a special sort of way of doing business within the Ravens organization? Well, I still, I'm still heavily rooted in, in the, Baltimore community, Town Road, you know, on smells different things in Baltimore. You know, I just recently went back last year for the A Block Courage Awards, you know, and the way that community, you know, you know, supports the team, supports all the sports around there, but supports, you know, comes out and, and represents, you know, they, they build me as, as a, as a young player, as a, as a boy turned into a man, I came there you know, eyes open, trying to build a career, you know, went from, you know, didn't know anything to taking that from when I left Baltimore, taking that to Carolina, then taking Carolina to a Super Bowl. You know, we ended up winning that, but taking them to a Super Bowl and then potentially taking Seattle to, you know, to the playoffs and things like that. I would have never been able to do that, the leadership, the, ro- the roles that I played on these different teams without experiencing that, that experience in Baltimore. You know, from the team, from the community, from the organization, from from everything about about Baltimore. And it's awesome. That's so cool. Ed Dixon is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Um, Ed, you had a monster season, obviously, your second year here in Baltimore. Um, but I remember you and I talking a lot about, you know, I, I'm sure you you know you wanted to put up even bigger numbers. You wanted to be that's that's the nature of being playing the position that you were playing. And yet, what yeah. you did in as a blocker was so freaking important for what the Ravens were able to do in winning the Super Bowl. And I I wonder, like, the, the humility that comes with that, right? Like, how it is yeah. that even if you're disappointed, like, that you want to be more involved, that you want to have insane production, how it is that you're able to say, yes, but I'm still going to go do this thing, and I'm going to do it better than anybody in the league, and I'm going to make a life if that's what it takes, being that guy and having the reputation of being one of the best blocking tight ends in the history of football, even though I'm sure it's difficult and and bittersweet because you know everybody wants to be Shannon Sharp or you know Kellen Winslow, insert name here, right? Like how how did it, how'd you go through that to turn yourself into truly one of the greatest blocking tight ends we've ever seen? Well, I mean, it was, it was a kind of transition period because. I was drafted as a pass catcher, and then they, that was one of my knocks that you know I couldn't block. I couldn't block that good. And I wasn't I wasn't a good blocker. So when the opportunity presented itself, I you know kind of opportunity presented itself with um, with Dennis Pitta, you know, uh, arriving as you know a pass catcher, you know, and we were in this at the same time we were in the league with the. Aaron Hernandez, rest his, rest his piece of soul. Aaron Hernandez and, and Gronkowski's and stuff like that. Those were like dual, dual tight ends that we we kind of mocked and we wanted to be wanted to be like. But we didn't have the same offense, have the same coordinators, same things like that. So when 
when Dennis got his opportunity and then I found myself not getting any pass catches, you know, I, I looked to the team and see what the team needed. You know, we, we always had strong running backs. We always had good returners in the special teams. And if Baltimore fans didn't know, our head coach and still head coach right now came from special teams. Yep. If we didn't if we didn't go out and, and, and put on good performance in special teams, we didn't play as players. So I took to those things. I took to being a, a, a really good special teams player, and I played every special teams, and being a really good blocker because I understood, you know, I can see the field just not pass, catching passes by blocking for our running backs like Ray Rice or Bernard Pierce or different things because we needed a strong running game, especially – in, in, in our division, you know, our division is, is cold no matter where we go. We're not going to be able to throw the ball a thousand times in our division. You know, we're going to need to run the balls like that. So, you know, I just took that opportunity to say, you know what, you know, I'm going to become a better pass blocker. They, they're not going to be able to stop me from being on the field, one on special teams, or because I, I produce, you know, good run blocking that's going to help our run game and going to help us become balanced in this in this passing passing attack and, and um, running attack. Man, uh, you were pretty damn good at it, bro. <laughs> and it turned in <laughs> uh, to a decade in the NFL, right? Like, not everybody gets that. Oh, not yeah. everybody gets to have that type of career. But because of that commitment, you get to spend a decade and you get to call yourself a Super Bowl champion and – Oh man, uh, it gives me goosebumps thinking about it. All right, so you get to be back here with it, the yeah. Go ahead. No, I, I was I was gonna put up put on that. It it started in Baltimore, but it carried over even more in Carolina when I got a chance to team up with Greg Olson, and he understood. Yeah. Greg Olson, no, he he thanks me to the day because he went three seasons back to back with a thousand yards because you know with with the help of of his psychic, you know, you know m- myself. You know, I was able to take on those roles of I was at, at two years with Carolina. I was the number one pass blocking tight end in the league. You know, and that says a lot because he, we did a lot of two tight end things. Yep. You know, the the year we went to the Super Bowl when we were beating every every team. You know, and we would we dang near were undefeated undefeated at, all the way through the season. We lost two games that year. That was Super Bowl and one one other game. That's that's hard to duplicate. I think the. What was it the the Dolphins has has the number one record where yeah. they went undefeated? They went like undefeated. That. Yeah, we 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 uh, we we put up numbers in that game, and, and those are things people, the fans and all things they don't see that and don't understand. They only see the the romantic part of it. They oh this kid, the Travis Kelsey's he out there scoring three touchdowns. I would love to do that, but you know the pieces that that's why this is a total team game. The pieces that you don't see, the pieces that's behind the scene, the pieces that help you know protect. The pass catch the uh, the passer for the pass catch to catch the ball. Those are the pieces that that's going to keep everything rolling, and those are the pieces that's going to get you to the the goal of the Super Bowl. You know, along with you know plenty of other pieces. By the way, it always I, I don't know if I've, I've told you this before, but it helps me a lot. Like I'll be out, you know, a bunch of Ravens fans be like, "You think you're a heck of a Ravens fan, huh?" Remind me who was the starting tight end in Super Bowl Forty Seven. <laughs> always i always get them i always get them because they all say pitta and i say yeah you're you're wrong it was my guy it was ed dixon man that was the answer to the question uh being back around the guys a couple weeks ago um i know joe wasn't able to be there because he's still playing a couple guys but it was so many of you um can you put that into words what that experience was like was there 
someone in particular, I, you know, I see you and you, of course, know Arthur was one of my other, you know, best friends on that team. Love that guy. I know you guys have stayed in yeah. touch over the years. But um, was there somebody yeah. that you hadn't seen in a while that maybe it 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 meant something really special to you to, to get back together with them while you guys were here in Baltimore a few weeks back? Man, I, I've, it meant a lot to me because I, I haven't been back to that many Ravens games because I'm a West Coast guy. Um, but to see, you know, everybody from Steve Bishotti to Ozzie Newsom to, to a lot of people from the facility that, that played a pivotal part in my life when I, when I was young trying to raise my son, they, they were babysitting for me to, you know, Manny in the kitchen from the cook, everybody that I got to see was a warm, you know, welcome back from Sis to Ray to Ed Reed, you know, I got along with a lot of defensive players because, you know, I we competed every 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 day. No doubt. You know, but along with the, it goes without saying with the offensive players because we had to gel together. But we competed every single day. They understood. You know, we one thing that I taught that I took from my career and that I always try to do to carry on is, you know, I had to earn the respect from the guys in the locker room by by competing. You know, they wouldn't. They wasn't just going to respect me because I had the jersey on. Do that, just competing with those guys. You earned their respect. You know the Paul Krugers, you know the scissors, the freaking uh, um, Pernell McPhees, the different things. I had to, to collide with them every single day, and I earned their respect. And just to see them, a lot of those guys embraced me. But it was great to see, you know, Wade Harmon. Dennis Pitta, we laughed and joke, you know, see him, his wife. I didn't, I didn't get to see his wife, but his son Decker, you know, it was good to see everybody. You know, I, I would love to see Joe, you know, Tyrod, they still playing in the league, but, you know, we, we talked about it and all, the, all those guys, we didn't want it to end. We talked about trying to do things annually, once or twice a year. Oh, and it cool. came from those leaders, came from those leaders that's on the team. You know, they, they, they mentioned it and Ed Reed, they mentioned, it, they said, man, this don't need to be, you know, every 10 years. Let's get together every year and try to do it. And that's kudos to, you know, Matt and Harbs and, and Steve Rashadi in putting this together. But it's up to us to, you know, keep that going. I love that. I love that, man. It, when, when when somebody asks you, how did it happen, right? Like, you know, you're, you're in a – a special class of people. I mean, Dan Marino never won a Super Bowl, right? Like, you are yeah. in a special yeah. elevated group of humans that know what that feeling is like to have that confetti fall. What What do you say when somebody says, how did it happen? How did that team that, that was good, but, you you know, you remember, of course, there were, there were trials and tribulations. It was looking pretty hairy there in December right. for a little while. How did it happen? Right. How do you explain how your group was able to make that run and, and, and touch that confetti in new Orleans. Well, I'm, I'm a fan of football. I'm always going to, I'm always going to be a fan of football and, and people that's listening, listening to this. It's not always the, the best team that wins that year. It's the team that's gelling, gelling when the time comes, the most healthy team and the team that takes, you know, everything in consideration, offense, defense and special teams and says, Hey, we're we're playing our best football. We're the team of destiny. We need we need to keep that rolling. You know, at that time, we went through ups downs. Didn't even think we we're gonna make the playoffs. Yep. To we we all just start clicking and and playing together as a team. That's why I love this sport. It's the ultimate team sport. You know, it's ultimate team sport. You need all 
all different, you know, in the offense, defense, and special teams to, to jail to, to win it all. And that's what we did. We didn't have the top offense in the league that year. That year. You know, we had a, a, lot of, a lot of individual players that did stuff to make it work. Our defense was playing lights out, and our special teams was, you know, spot on. That helped us carry that load into one game at a time, taking it one game at a time to win the Super Bowl. And it, was, it wasn't easy, and that's what's going to take this year. You know, do I think, you know, Baltimore can win the Super Bowl this year? Without a doubt. You get inside, you get inside of the, the playoffs, you have a chance to, to make it, you know, to the Super Bowl. Just got to take it one game, one game at a time. I, man, I from your lips to God's ears, bro. We're ready for another one. We're ready. It's been a decade. It's been too long. We get spoiled in Baltimore, man. Imagine what it's All like right. to be in somewhere like Jacksonville, where they're like, yeah, we just like to to feel Ooh. what that must feel like. Whereas here in Baltimore, we're itching because it's been a decade. Uh, like we are spoiled. There's couldn't no imagine, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine. I'm, I'm knocking. I'm not knocking Jacksonville. Right. Like that, I couldn't right. Imagine. That's tough, man. That's tough. <laughs> it's a tough feeling. Right. <laughs> um, Ed Dixon, bro, I'm so happy for you, man. For you, for your family. I can't believe it's four now. Holy crap, dude. I don't know how you do that, man. I have no idea. Dude, I got two boys, and like, just making sure they're not concussed at any time of the day is very difficult for me, bro. I got, I got, I got three, boy, three boys and my daughter. Man. And I think my daughter's at this point because I got younger boys. They're both athletic. She's she's a spitting image of me. Wow. She's, she's smart. She's smart like her mom, but she she walks and runs just like me. She's soccer, soccer, basketball, and she's still a girly girl. She likes her cheerleading, but she's That's she's awesome. it. That's awesome, man. You're giving me goosebumps just hearing you talk about it. Is there anything? <laughs> At all that you're doing that we can plug for you? Is there anything you're involved with? I know you're kinda on Twitter, but not really. Like I don't think you use it all that much. Is there I any- actually? Uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Any anything at all? What can we plug for you? Uh, no, I mean I, I still do a lot of charity work. You know, I I still go back to my alma mater, uh, Oregon Ducks, and and go do a lot of charity work with the Boys and Girls Club. Um, there, um, I go. At Block Courage Awards, I, I try to get back and do do that. Right now, um, uh, for myself, I'm actually in the process of building or, or opening up my uh, a franchise. Uh, it's called Hotworks, and, and it's, it hasn't came out yet, so I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to you know promote that or do anything yet. But look for that coming out uh, on the West Coast. Hotworks is a, a 3D infrared uh, training facility. And it's, it's kind of like it helped me through my injury the last three years. And I was like, man, I, I'd love to do this. So cool. I'm doing that. Other than other than real estate, uh, I'm pretty much a full-time father. And I'm enjoying, you know, watching my kids grow, being there, not being, being, being gone and working, uh, working, you know, 40, 50 hour weeks, you know, maybe even longer with, with football, you know, and that kind of spearheaded me, you know, laying the cleats down. I couldn't imagine it being away from them, you know, being away from my wife now. And, and that's what allowed me to do it. But I'm still a fan, you know, I still Raven flock and, and check in with the Ravens, you know, and making sure they know everything's good. Uh, so awesome. you know, hopefully they can pull it together here and, and, and 
second half of the season and, and get to that Super Bowl because I'm be right there rooting for them. I love that. All the way. I love that. Uh, Ed Dixon, I have always cherished every conversation we've had, man. Uh, you've truly been one of my favorite people to uh, cover in this city and have appreciated the friendship even more than that. Uh, bless you. Bless your entire family. Happy Thanksgiving, my friend, and look forward to talking with you again real soon. All right. Thanks, Lynn. I appreciate it. I'll tell your wife, I say hello. I will. Raven Flock, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, love you guys. Keep going. Thanks, buddy. Ed Dixon. Really, truly uh, great dude. Great dude. Um, I'll peel the curtain back. So when you are young and you end up on a beat, there's a lot of days where you're in a locker room. Because you're in the locker room three days a week for an hour. And there's not always something going on. You don't necessarily always have a specific assignment. Sometimes you're just kind of in there waiting to see if something, somebody might say something, something might happen. And in those moments, you develop rapport with certain guys. And on those teams, when I was a young man, I, you know, I, I showed up. I didn't necessarily have rapport with a lot of guys. I had known Todd Heap a little bit from when I first started working in Baltimore. Um, it wasn't like I didn't know, I know Matt Stover, obviously, like, it's not like I didn't know anybody, but you needed to kind of find guys that you could talk to and weren't even necessarily sources as much as they were just guys that were willing to give you the tenor of what was going on. And specifically, and there were a lot of guys on those teams and you've heard from, you know, those guys throughout the course of this season, my guys, but Arthur Jones and Ed Dixon were probably the two most prominent ones for me personally of guys that I would just wander over. Like we'd be in the locker room. Mark Clayton was a big one. You know what I got to say? Mark Clayton was a big one too. Mark Clayton, it's a shame that he, you know, wasn't on the Super Bowl team. Um, but in the early portion of my time being on the beat, were just guys that I would wander over and we would just chat for 15, 20 minutes. And we talk about life and we talk about football and, you could you could take things from those guys. You would learn a lot, not necessarily on the record, but it would shape conversations that you would have, and it would give you insane amounts of knowledge for what was happening, understanding the game better. Um, and those two guys you've heard from as we've celebrated the 10th anniversary of the Ravens winning Super Bowl Forty Seven, for me, were probably the two most significant just relationship guys that I had, just guys that I would go over and say, I just want to chat. And we would just talk. I mean, we would just talk for, I'm telling you, up to like 30 minutes. And sometimes I would actually get in trouble because then I'd realize like Terrell Suggs was on the other side of the locker room talking to everybody. And I'd be the only idiot not over there sticking the microphone in Terrell Suggs' face. I'd be like, oh, crap, got to run over now and do that. Or Haloti Nader or somebody like that. Um, because I just truly enjoyed those conversations so much. And they really helped improve my knowledge of the game. I think it would be for a lot of people, it'd be easy to look at Ed Dixon and say he was a third round pick and, you know, he had one, you know, pretty productive season. I think a lot of people would look at him and say he was kind of a bust, right? Because you don't know. You don't understand that what Ed Dixon was doing was almost historic in the role that he was playing as a blocker. Like he was taking on responsibilities that were overwhelmingly significant that just can't be measured by statistics. Not statistics that we use, you know, in, in traditionally with fantasy football. Um, happy for Ed. Really happy for Ed that, um, you know, he wanted to make an announcement. He wanted to be declarative about being a Raven for the rest of his life. And he was able to do that last week. That's a really cool thing.
Okay, today's show is also brought to you by the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Ginsugrills.com is the website. Ginsugrills.com. Use the code TAILGATE and you'll save $100 on your order. Perfect ceramic home grill or tailgate for smoking, baking, searing, and grilling all kinds of food. Of course, the Ravens are on the road this week, but when they get back home, you can stop by the game day firehouse every game day and uh, sample some cooking from the Ginsu Kamado Grill. Register to win your own and $500 worth of grilling meats. KZ will join us next. We will make our picks for the week as we continue on a Thanksgiving edition of Glenn Clark Radio. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-5544. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The weather outside is really unpleasant, so it's time to warm up with some comfort classics this winter at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Try the twisted ribs and wings combo. It's two full pounds of meat, the mac and cheese bites, Mr. Richard's meatloaf, the citrus salmon, the winter spinach salad, and for dessert, here's internet radio personality Griffin Bass to tell you about the bourbon butter cake. Oh my god, it's so good. Pair it with a blood orange bourbon cider or a devil's backbone cranberry smash. Place your order now at glorydaysgrill.com Glory Days Grill great food good sports that first sip that first bite Mm. starts your day off right with a delicious breakfast at royal farms choose from a fantastic selection of fresh royal farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world at royal farms breakfast is available day and night It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore's Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guilfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials, we'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A Catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. 
Tune in to Simply the Bets every Tuesday and weekend at Bookies every other Thursday at 11.40 a.m. And if you really have nothing better to do, keep listening to this show, too. All right, so sports betting is legal now. It's here. It's on. And if you want to place a bet and see how it works, we're asking you to consider signing up with PressBox's special promos and offers. You're going to get a great deal. There's a lot of free bets that are available to you. And you're going to help us out a little bit in the process. And we'll earn a small commission. And that's kind of a win-win. I know we don't talk about this all the time, but like we doing this is not easy. It, we're doing something far different. We don't have a huge radio signal here, right? Like We're doing something a little bit different. We, we can use a little bit more support in the process. So we're just asking you to consider going to pressboxonline.com slash offers. Um, I took advantage of the FanDuel offers. I actually got on, on DraftKings as well. And I mentioned earlier that FanDuel's doing a special um, for tonight for everybody in Maryland where they're making it even money odds on there being one total three-pointer made in the Heat Wizards game, and you can make a max bet up to $50. So they're just giving you $50. bucks. Uh, they are actually giving you $150 because they just put another one live. One or more total points scored in the Cowboys-Giants game tomorrow. So if you believe... Good. That game is not going to be a 0-0 tie. Anything other than that, you can make up to $100 betting on it. So th- this is free money that we're talking about right now. I'm not t- if you say, "Look, dude, I don't want to be a better. I you know, it's it's just irresponsible for me." Like, "Hey, I understand those things. I'm not trying to force you into anything at all." But there is free money being offered by these companies right now, put in your deposit, get your free money, check right back out, move on with your life. There's $150 of essential free bets that are to be made right now just with FanDuel alone. So I would encourage you to go do that. What I might not encourage you to do is bet with us because it has been a struggle this season. Uh, He is our friend Ken Zalas. He's back with us now here on GCR. What's going on, pal? How are you? KZ there. Let's make sure we got it. Uh, KZ, <sighs> who's been I see speaking of struggle, it's been kind of falling apart. Ken, can you hear me? All right. Can you hear me? Ish. Hang on a second. Let me see. Keep going. Oh, I think that was actually coming in, Griffin. I think that might have been just the button that you were pressing. We're t- Griffin. Griffin is feverishly trying to work to make sure that KZ. I have. I have. I have lots of clicking. Yeah, you're from. We, we got. We got you. We got you. Everything's good. Now. Everything's good. Now. Okay. Everything's okay. Good Fantastic. Now. The hell happened to you? You you used to be good at picking football games. I was. I was. So so here's the thing. And, and Griffin will attest this. I pick my games really quickly. Um and, and send them in very quickly. And I've had a, a you know, one of the reasons that I'm not as prominent around press box these days is my weekends are really full. Uh, so I'm like picking before I know who's heard and all kinds of stuff. So you, but I unlike suck. anybody else, you get the opportunity to change your mind the next day, and you still yeah, get these things. Wrong. I still, I still, I still. I'm just, I'm not good, but, but I don't have to be good. I just have to be better than one. Yes. And I, I feel, I feel good where I am. I'm still, I'm still within striking distance. We, we actually have a long way to go here. Yeah, I really need Griffin to get better at making picks for God's sake, so that Andrew Stecka <laughs> stops sending me his. Well, can he picks. send them to me? Aren't I? Aren't I? Can he send them to me? 
I guess you could do that. Yeah, if you're gonna be, if you're gonna be, I mean, on, yeah, I'm I down. I guess I'm down cool. there. Right. I'm down there. I mean, I mean, I do mine. So, as Griffin knows, I do mine like at one in the morning when he sends it out. So if you're Andrew not, sends it to me, you're not gonna be impacted. I get it. All I'm right. not gonna be impacted. All right. All right. So, Very good. So you all could do that. Griffin and Kyle are tied for Vice Worm, but they're comfortable. They're nine games clear. Of Steket. So the reason why Steket doesn't send is because with that being the competition, right, Griffin right, right. would have the option of simply making all the same picks that Steket does and then making sure that he doesn't get any closer to being the worm. So that's the reason for that. But, yes, it would work that he could send them to you. All right. Uh, let's get into it for this week. Picks are brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and by Toyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines so you can get the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. So where we are coming into this week, Paul Valley and myself are tied atop the table, killing it at 500 for the season, 51 and 51. We are just slaughtering. Three games back, you find John Proctor and Ken Zalis. They are both 48 and 54. Four games back, you find Kyle Ottenheimer and Griffin Bass. And Andrew Stecka, his mother thinks he's very special. That's that's what we found for Stecka. 38 and 64. Unfathomable. He actually had a very strong week for him last week as he went 4 and 5. Very strong week for Andrew Stecka. Three college games. Of course, the the with a little bit of cash at the top of the table. Loser is trying to avoid being the one who's got to be the worm. Come in here and eat a worm burger. Uh, perform the worm. Uh, Scotty Too Hotty style. Get stink-faced Rikishi style. And dress up like the worm Dennis Rodman. Three college games. Six NFL games. Griffin, where do we start? We will start in College Park. Rutgers is coming to take on Maryland, uh, where Sean Merriman will be with uh, his coach drive before the game. It's on Big Ten Network at noon. Uh, Maryland is laying 14 in their final regular season game. God, I don't like that either. Um, damn it. 14, you say? 14, even. Of course, Maryland's not really playing for anything at this point. Unlike last year's Rutgers game where they like had to win in order to make sure they were bowl eligible, they're already bowl eligible. They're, they don't have to worry about that. Now it's just about like you know kind of showing any amount of progress this season. I don't really know how much that drives them. They did show, obviously, a lot of spirit a week ago. The question is, does that deflate them that they showed so much spirit and they didn't win anyway? I I have no idea. Uh, Rutgers lost to Michigan State. Rutgers got pounded by even more by Penn State. This line is right. Like, Maryland is about 14 points better. I don't know. Maryland, fine. I'll, I'll bite. Don't you do it, you son of a bitch. There is no way in the world that Maryland doesn't win this game by 28 points. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like, there's no way. Rutgers stinks. I'm aware. I mean, I mean, I mean, they stink. And Maryland. The, I mean, there's going to be like, like there's going to be like sixteen thousand people at the game on Saturday. There's absolutely a world in which they're just sort. They just don't. They they're comfortably winning yeah. and they just stop caring. But but this is for a better bowl game than like the Blue Bonnet Bowl. Uh, I mean, but, this should be. Possible. I, I believe they're in line to go to the Detroit Bowl, and everybody knows there's, oh, there's nothing quite very excited. Very excited about Turf Nation flocking <laughs> into nothing Detroit. Quite, nothing quite as beautiful as spending your holiday season in Detroit. <laughs> I mean. But, but if they but if they win, you know it could be a better bowl. I mean, there's there's things to play for. I, they just they can't. If you're Maryland and you're this coaching staff, you've got to put up a good performance against somebody else besides 
losing respectfully, I guess we call it, to Ohio State and Michigan this year. And I, I, I just think there's a lot to play for. And, and Rutgers stinks. I'm taking Maryland. Uh, I'm picking Maryland, too. Uh, let's see. I got everybody on. We have two on Rutgers, Paul and Kyle. Ooh. Both on Rutgers. Both on Rutgers. Ooh. Andrew Steck, guy, I've got bad news for all of us. He is on Maryland. Ah, oh, jeez. doing? Maryland. I don't like that. Uh, next up, number 15, Notre Dame Fighting Irish. We'll go on to take the now number six ranked USC Trojans. Uh, 730, that one's on ABC. Trojans get are laying five and a half at home. <sighs> What's tricky about this is you saw them, you know, they only won by three against UCLA. Their defense didn't look very good. I, I, this does to me come back to that USC has more to play for than Notre Dame does. USC... Clearly, there's now the scenario where if LSU were to win the SEC championship game, that USC could be left out of the playoff altogether. Um, even if TCU were to lose, they might be left out of the playoff if LSU wins the SEC championship game. I think USC is going to play inspired. I also think that Caleb Williams has the opportunity to clinch the Heisman Trophy this weekend. I know that somebody would say, well, could C.J. Stroud could clinch the Heisman Trophy in the, in the Ohio State-Michigan game? I, I, I'm going USC here. USC. Yeah, for for all those reasons, I I look at USC and they still haven't been stopped from UCLA, and that was everybody will go, well, that was a close game. It's like, yeah, but first of all, UCLA isn't terrible. UCLA was playing for their season um, as far as doing something more than just going to to another bowl game. Um, I I like USC. I don't know, I don't know that Notre Dame's offense can keep up with them. Um, I think the defense can slow them down a little bit, but I still think that the too much offense by USC and it's it's what's it five and a half? Yeah, okay. five and a half. Uh, I'll take USC. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I think they need this one, and I think they should be able to cover that five and a half, as does everyone else. We except are... for Andrew okay. Stecka, Lone Wolf on Notre Dame. And for the record, Andrew Stecka, reminder, six and three is a lone wolf this Ooh. season. So Ooh. could be yeah. an opportunity there. Uh, final college game, the big one, number three, Michigan going to Columbus to take on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, that one's at noon on Fox. Ohio State uh, minus seven and a half at home. Seven and a half, really? Oh man, I boy, I know Michigan struggled last week against Illinois, but seven and a half? <sighs> it's testing me, but I'll still take Ohio. I just, I genuinely believe they're that much better. I know Michigan's going to try to run the ball, play defense, keep it a lower scoring game, and that could allow it to be close. But I don't know. I just think Ohio State is that much more talented. Ohio State, although I hate, God, I wish it was less than a touchdown. I think Vegas is teasing us, and they want people to take Michigan because they know that this is a 21-point, you know, big letdown, big game for the Harbaugh plan. Uh, and it's happened more times than than not. So, you, know they, you know they won think, last year, right? Like you remember they I beat. Said, I said more more times than not. This is the first time he's really done it, right? That's true. Yes, I hear. You. Okay, okay, okay. So I, I'll I'll take Ohio State. I think they're a better football team. Although didn't really like what their quarterback did last week. But yeah, not you know, overwhelming. Not overwhelming. Uh, you know, may may have cost himself a Heisman. Uh, I'm going against you guys. Maybe it's because of that Biff Pogey article I, I read read last okay. week. But uh, but I think uh, you know I like Michigan a lot. I think they can keep it close, really close. Uh, so I like them getting seven and a half. 
Uh, <laughs> I like Michigan. John Proctor is on Michigan. Kyle is on Michigan. Well, and of course, Kyle's on Michigan, for uh, God's sakes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they, there's no doubt about that one. <laughs> Michigan, Michigan could be playing the, the undefeated Dolphins, the 1972 Dolphins, and they could be, you know, they could be favored by three points, and Kyle would still pick them. Uh, then uh, Paul Paul is on uh, Ohio State with you too. Bad news for you guys. Andrew Stecka is on Michigan. So sorry. Oh, so yeah, there sorry. you go. Great news for uh, KZ and I. Yeah. Uh, to the NFL, first game on Thanksgiving at 1230 on CBS. Buffalo Bills at the Detroit Lions. Lions are getting a flat 10 at home. What do you do with that, man? The Lions are playing good football. The Bills were kind of sluggish last week. It's a short week. It's the shortest week that any team can play all season long. There is literally no way to have a shorter turnaround between football games in the NFL. I, I, I know they want you to bite, and I'm going to be the sucker for doing it, but I'm biting. Lions. Yeah, I'm biting as well. Uh, you know, the Lions have played good football uh, recently. I mean, outside of a, a couple of games in the middle of the season, um, they've been able to put up points against everyone. Um, and now the the defense is turning around. Um, I think their coach will have them ready to play, and I, I don't think they win the game, but but tends too much for, for me to to just give it over to Buffalo, even though they're the better team. So I'll take Detroit as well. Uh, I'm going against you guys. Uh, I think Bills Mafia still is in Detroit after that game, after Sunday's game. Um, also, the Lions since 1990, they are seven and 14 against the spread as underdogs on Thanksgiving. Uh, so yes, but they've trend. normally not been as competitive as a team as they are this yeah, season. All right. Well, I mean, like they, hey, they, hey, they're not normally coming in riding the longest win streak in the NFC. Yeah, it means that's they're due. not normal. Means the way that it works. Means they're due for a loss. And uh, right now, I'm the only one on the Bills. I have everybody else is on the uh, Lions. You are indeed on wow. the Lions. Right. Which is bad news for the rest of us. <laughs> How? Man, Bills. There's your guy. There's your guy. Uh, next game on Thanksgiving, 4.30 on Fox. Cowboys oh, hosting the Giants, and the Cowboys are laying 9.5 against the Giants. <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't – like, I, I feel like everybody's going to take the Cowboys after what happened last week, right? <laughs> like, I feel like it's it's very easy now to just say, hey, the Cowboys, they proved it. They are as legit as legit can be. So just take the Cowboys. I'm <sighs> I really hate this, man. I really really hate this. Um God damn it. Giants just because I think the number's too big. Yeah, uh it's a big number and some of the big number is because of what we saw against Minnesota, and that was like I wasn't surprised so much. You know, you couldn't have been a surprise that they actually won the game, but the way they won the game is just like, where did that come from? Um, but the Giants have so many problems on the offensive line. I think they lost two more. I think they lost another starter and another backup who was a starter because the starter was already hurt. They're, they're playing left-handed. Their wide receiver who had a breakout game last week. Robinson got hurt, so they really don't have a downfield threat. I'm going to take the Cowboys. It's a big number. I don't like it, but I, I just the way the Cowboys are getting after the quarterback, it's too tough for me to bet against them with the Giants not having an offensive line. Uh, yeah, more stats. Since 2005 on Thanksgiving, favorites are 33-16 and 16 against the spread. 
Uh, however, if you take away the Cowboys themselves, they're five and eight as favorites. Mm. Um, mm. So all others are twenty-eight and eight. Um, Michael, I don't know. We don't I, I know actually, about Michael I actually have something even better. Dallas oh, okay. is one in ten against the spread in its last eleven Thanksgiving games. Oh my gosh, that is better. Um, even though it seems like the Giants are spiraling, we don't know about Micah Parsons. I'm not sure how much he'll play, if at all. Uh, I'm going to go Giants. Nine and a half is a lot. Okay. So, me and Glenn on Giants. I have everybody else uh, over here is on the Cowboys. Including Andrew Stecka, okay. so good news for us. Ah. Very good news there. Uh, next up to or, or the uh, Thursday night game, not on Prime. It's on NBC. Uh, Vikings hosting the Patriots. Vikings minus two and a half. Vikings. I know. I like. I get it. I Vikings. I don't want to overthink this. The, I mean, the the Patriots scored three offensive points against the Jets. The Vikings is the answer here. Yeah, you and I are agreeing a whole lot. I mean, it, I, 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 one team won on a. Neither team's offense did anything last week. Um, I, I'm going to take the better offense. I think both defenses can can still play well, but. Uh, Minnesota, you know, I got, I got to take them. Uh, I'm taking the Patriots. We've got primetime Kirk, and it's still this line. Still, like it still seems like the Vikings should be even bigger favorites to me. So I'm just, I'm just gonna take the Patriots uh, because they're the Patriots, and we got primetime Kirk. Uh, John Proctor also on the Patriots. Everybody else on the Vikings. Yeah, and that's bad news for us because Stecka is also on the Vikings. So. Yeah. yeah. And it's a good point about uh, primetime Kirk Cousins. I understand the world will be watching, and so. Yep, yep. The world. It wasn't even prime time last set. It was just the NFL game of the week, and he went reverted right back to being Kirk Cousins. So, uh, back to three more games on Sunday: Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Cleveland Browns, one o'clock on Fox. Browns are getting three at home against Tom Brady and the Bucks. Yeah, the Buccaneers coming off the bye. I know that the Browns' offense has been good this season. Like, it, despite of their record, they actually are like the. Number four, uh, what's the stat? Like expected outcome, like they're the number four offense in uh, football. Um, however, just Tom Brady coming off a bye, having played their best game before the bye, Buccaneers. Yeah, I'm trying not to overthink this one either. And um, they've been playing, they've been playing uh, better um, as of late. Uh, I'll take Tampa coming off the bye. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I think they're figuring it out as well. Everybody else is in agreement. We got uh, got everybody on the Bucks over here. Oh, it's a straight, it's a straight across the board. Andrew Andrew Stecko. Oh, yeah, it's a social. Right. It's right. a social. Uh, Bengals at the Tennessee Titans, one o'clock. Uh, Titans. I wrote that it was on NBC. It's definitely not on NBC. Um, ten, uh, Titans. Assume are, it's on CBS. Yeah, uh, Titans are getting one and a half at home. Yeah, this makes this line is wrong, obviously, which makes you. It makes you more nervous, right? Like, it makes you more apprehensive because what do they know that we don't know? Um, the Titans look great. They get their wide receivers back. You know, like, the Traylon Burks was outstanding. They get long rests coming off plan on a Thursday night game. I mean, like, what in the world am I missing here? The Titans, you know, they're, they've, they've, they've covered in their last eight games. I, I know that this line is so wrong that I feel like I should have to take the Bengals, but I'm going to take the Titans anyway. I'm going to be the idiot and just say I, 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 I maybe that's just wrong for for being wrong's sake for this time. So the Titans is the pick. Uh yeah, I'm going to be idiot number two then because um, the one thing that 
the Titans are doing is playing good defense, and, and uh, Cincinnati still can't protect the quarterback. Uh, they still they they can't stop the run that well. Uh, the two things that the Titans are doing really really well uh, right now. So um, still no, I don't think Chase is going to play this week um, quite yet. Uh, so they're they're still playing a little bit left handed. Uh, and we don't know if Mixon's going to play either, even though Perrine played great last week. Yeah. I'll take the Titans. I'll take the Titans. Yeah, I'll be idiot number three. Paul's going to be idiot number four. Uh, Titans have covered in eight straight. I like Derrick Henry. No Jamal Chase. Oh, I got uh, an even better number for you guys. With at least ten days off under Mike uh, or the yeah, Mike yeah. Vrabel, nine and zero, both Whoa. straight up and against the spread. Yeah. Sorry, uh, sorry, Kyle and Proctor, but uh, you're, they're going to be wrong. Andrew, Andrew Steck is with us, however, on the Titans, so I don't know if we can over, overcome uh, that. That is problematic. Uh, finally, Ravens going down Whoa. to Jacksonville. Uh, Jags. Who's that? Who wanted to say hello, Ken? <laughs> uh, well, I'm at, I'm at, so I'm at uh, the Friends School of Baltimore version of Turkey Bowl today. Okay. And right now right now we have the championship game where the seniors are taking on the juniors. Oh my. Oh so, so that you heard you heard the PA announcement. You want you want to update us what's the score currently? Uh we have the seniors with the ball late in the second half up twenty four to six. Oh probably not gonna be the juniors date. Sorry, now I, I had the good news for me, however, is I had the juniors covering twenty and a half was the line for this one. So uh, I think keep... you may be, I think you may be in trouble oh, as the seniors no. are driving. Oh, the no. seniors the seniors are driving with oh, under six no. minutes left. No. Oh, and they bad. haven't they haven't t- they haven't taken the air out of the ball yet. Uh, so damn it. Uh, damn it. Oh and Andrew Stecka had the juniors. And we, and I Oh, Sorry, we no. just got a long we just got a long pass down to the five. No! Very bad news for me. Very bad news. For me. All right, last game. Uh Jags are getting ground. four against the Ravens. I was really afraid this number was gonna be bigger. I was really afraid that this was gonna be a bigger number, and if it had been, I was absolutely gonna take the Jaguars. If this had been more than a touchdown, I was one thousand percent taking the Jaguars on this one. But at four points I'll take the Ravens. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm stunned that it's, you know, I guess everybody got scared last week when they, they only put up. But the Carolinas have actually been playing decent football defensively. And that's just, I throw that game out. Um, it's only four. I'll take the Ravens here. Yeah, I'll take the Ravens too. I feel like Jags might not even score at all, so the Ravens just need two field goals. And, uh, yeah, I, everyone on the Ravens. Oh, Andrew Stecka for a second time this week is lone wolf in it. Lone wolf it is. Trying to steal a point with the Jaguars. Very good. All right, Casey, uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family, my friend. We will talk to you next Thursday. All right, buddy. Sounds good, guys. Take care. Thank you, pal. That's Ken Zalex joining us here on GCR. Damn it, knew I shouldn't have played the juniors. What's wrong with me? Thought 20 and a half. It's three touchdowns we're talking about. I got a great chance there. God, I regret that wholeheartedly. All right, well, I'm going to start my week 0 for 1, but uh, actually 0 for 2 because I had Germany this morning as well. But I did. I covered my ass. Very risky covering my ass. I, I swear to God, when they had that late free kick, I was like, I'm going to lose 500 bucks. <laughs> like, I'm going to go from just losing 100 on Germany to losing 500 both ways. By playing, I'm like, oh my god, what am I doing? This is the biggest problem: is that like once you hit the button, there's no going back. 
There's no like, like oh, oh, I immediately regret this decision. I got to bail on it. Like, no, you your bet's in. Thank God. <laughs> what a disaster. <laughs> like, I got to get a hold of myself sometimes. That could have been a real mess this morning. Thankfully, I can smile through it <laughs> because I did not lose $500. <sighs> Would have been an awkward day. You think it was awkward when you didn't come in here with the, the thing that I wanted this morning? It would have gotten really awkward. <laughs> really uncomfortable quick. Hey, picks were uh, also brought to you today by, ooh, how about UMBC Basketball? you got to come check out the Retrievers at the peak this season. Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena, UMBC, playing some big local non-conference games. Coppin State. Coming in to visit next week, they will be there for a game on November 30th, and then Morgan State on December 10th. The women take on American December 18th. Experience the excitement of game day at the peak. Get your tickets right now, umbcretrievers.com. Would you rather Wednesday when we come back in? It's Glenn Clark Radio. Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore's Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guilfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials. We'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. What's up, everyone? This is Tyus Bowser, and I'm excited to tell you that I'm back for season two of the Tyus Bowser Show in partnership with Pressbox and Great Ace Memorabilia. Join us on Tuesday nights throughout the season as I'll be heading all over town with my special guests. And of course, our co-hosts, Glenn and Rita. What is it, Rita and Glenn? What is it? I look forward to meeting you guys and talking a little bit about football and a lot about life. And if you happen to miss the show, you can now catch a replay Friday nights on 1057 The Fan. Get all of your details for the Tyus Bowser Show right now at PressBoxOnline.com slash Bowser. The next Tyus Bowser Show is Tuesday, November 29th at Mother's Peninsula Grill, 969 Ritchie Highway in Arnold. It's brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 1140. Fendel Sportsbook GM Leon Twyman and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 1140, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. The weather outside is 
really unpleasant, so it's time to warm up with some comfort classics this winter at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Try the twisted ribs and wings combo. It's two full pounds of meat, the mac and cheese bites, Mr. Richard's meatloaf, the citrus salmon, the winter spinach salad, and for dessert, here's internet radio personality Griffin Bass to tell you about the bourbon butter cake. Oh my god, it's so good. Pair it with a blood orange bourbon cider or a devil's backbone cranberry smash. Place your order now at glorydaysgrill.com. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Check out Jeremy Kahn's daily picks at PressBoxOnline.com as he tries to find you daily winners. And speaking of winners, here's a man who once won a media curling contest. And I don't think anything else. He's Glenn Clark. If you haven't picked up the new print issue of PressBox yet, you need to do that right now. Kevin Willard is on the cover. He's, of course, the head basketball coach at the University of Maryland. Great conversation he had with Stan the Fan Charles and I. It's Q&A is our cover story this month for PressBox. Again, get to your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of those hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox. You can read it all at PressBoxOnline.com as well. All right, uh, let's do Would You Rather Wednesday. It's brought to you by Glory Days Grill. You guys can win a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill just by participating, and they've got the comfort classics right now, including twisted ribs and wings combo and the winter spinach salad and the citrus salmon and the mac and cheese bites and... Oh, my God, it's so good. The butter cake. The bu- bourbon butter bourbon cake. Butter bourbon cake. butter cake. It's very good. Yeah, I, I know. Butter. I've heard. I have heard... The internet radio is Griffin Bass describing it. Oh my God, it's so good. That is uh, that is uh, even better than I thought it was going to be when I imagined that in my head. Mr. Richard's Meatloaf, you can pair it with the Blood Orange Bourbon Cider, the Devil's Backbone Cranberry Smash, all at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Get your order in, glorydaysgrill.com. All right, um, number one, would you rather? These are all Thanksgiving-themed this week. Ah. Would you rather Wednesday scenarios? And we will, if you didn't get in yet, no problem. We will allow you to uh, continue to get those in throughout the course of the day. We won't pick a winner. Uh, We will demand that Griffin works on Thanksgiving, and we will pick a winner tomorrow for Would You Rather Wednesday. Number one, would you rather? The NFL decides that much like Detroit and Dallas, they went Baltimore to be the permanent home of the Thanksgiving night game, or... They promise the Ravens will never again play on Thanksgiving. Hmm. Wow. Mm. Uh, mm. The permanent night game. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're always at 820. The they would always be playing Thanksgiving night, mm. third game of the day, much like the first game of the day is in Detroit, second game of the day is in Dallas. They played, of course, Thanksgiving a couple of times in Baltimore, yeah. the San Francisco game, the uh, legendary Mike Tomlin game, of course. I- uh, I guess I guess I'd take that. Why not? Everybody Why not? is in like yeah. this is pretty much a consensus, which is weird to me. Like I was, I was sort of expecting that people would prefer not to play on Thanksgiving just because you got other things going on. Right, but I mean, I feel like eight o'clock by then, you know, I'm yeah. ready to sit down and okay, yeah, and I'll All be right. able to give it my full attention. All I, right. I like that. I was I was surprised, honestly. I was surprised by how overwhelming the responses were that people would prefer. For Baltimore to be the home. If it was noon, if they always had to play at noon, I think that might be a little different because, you know, always my mom's like, oh, I need help around the house. And it's like, well, the Ravens are playing. But, you know, you prepare for guests. I don't know. I'm I'm in a... But 8 o'clock, I think, yeah, why not? It's a cool thing. I'm in a weird place, like, where I, I think because I have to work, right, where there's a part of it sort of like, yeah, I don't know, maybe I'd rather just keep the routine. I like Sundays, like, I... 
I don't make other plans on Sundays. I don't have anything else going on. So I, almost, like, I almost like it when the Ravens aren't playing on Sunday. Yeah, too, I know. It feels like, like you're like stealing a little bit. Yeah. Like it and feels, I can watch Red Zone and just yeah, kind of get that. Really good program. It's overwhelming. <laughs> Everybody would prefer for uh, the, the Ravens to be the permanent Thursday night game. All right, number two. Would you rather a football wizard offers you a guarantee that the Ravens won't lose again all the way through the AFC championship game? Won't give you a guaranteed win in the Super Bowl, but they will give you a guarantee they'll be there. If, hmm. if everything you eat between now and the end of the year is covered in gravy. Or, nope, we're just going to have to take our chances. Um, Everything is covered in gravy? Everything you consume Ugh. covered in gravy. Gosh. So now, my, as a few my, people have pointed my, out, there's a few ways of looking at this, right? <laughs> like, you could... I just eat mashed potatoes for every, the, every A meal. lot of people brought that up, where, like, you could just pick foods to eat the rest of the year that would be good with gravy. That is true. You would be able to do that, but, again, you'd have to go pretty far out of your way. Like, right. what if you're getting together for the holidays, you go to your company holiday party, and, like, they're serving pizza. You're going to have to pour up, pull out some gravy. You're going to literally have to keep gravy with you at all times, or else you're going to ruin this. And you're going to have to pour the gravy on the pizza. Like, I, you're, there's going to be problems here. Or you're going to have to not eat in those circumstances, right? Like, me, maybe you and your friends do a lovely holiday dinner. My friends and I always get together at the same Italian restaurant every year for dinner um, around the holidays. You would have to skip out on that. You'd have to miss out on that holiday dinner that you look forward to every year. Or you'd have to cover your rigatoni in gravy. Like these are the Ugh. things that we're talking about. Yeah, right? uh, I think uh, I think I'm I think I'm leaning. I think I want to take my chances. Yep. Oh, uh, there is no debate in my mind. Ravens look pretty good. Ravens look pretty good. They don't need they don't need my help. The awkward part about this is that there are a few people that it <laughs> seems like, there for example, no my, our buddy Jesse Carr is like, dude, you can cover all my food in gravy regardless of the <laughs> circumstances. What is wrong with you? I don't even really like gravy on potatoes, if I'm being totally honest. I almost feel like it takes away, if your right. potatoes need, need gravy, gravy, you need better potatoes. Right. Now, I don't mind a little gravy on the meat, right? Like, you know, it's not everybody seasons the turkey. The, you know, frankly, let's call it the way it is. White people, <laughs> we are not so great when it comes to how we handle our turkey. Um, and I... I prefer like mixing a little bit of the cranberry sauce in with the turkey in order to get the the moisture, in order to get the flavor uh, mix that I'm looking for. I don't love gravy. I just don't. It doesn't do all that much yeah. for me. I, it is the the least. Everybody talks about the cranberry sauce being the part they like the least about Thanksgiving. First of all, cranberry sauce is delicious. You're an idiot. Secondarily, not, not the answer is yet. the answer is obvious. It's the gravy. The gravy is the problem. The gravy <laughs> does nothing. What are we doing with gravy? It it stinks. I, no, I can't believe we're even debating this. The answer is no, 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 no. And yet, for some reason. More people want gravy? John from Little Rock. <laughs> gravy it all up for me. I pretty much put turkey gravy on everything now, LOL. What is wrong with you? Like, we're talking about eating breakfast in the morning. You're going to sit down and have a bowl of cereal, oh. and you're going to... Oh. Like you're gonna say, well, I'll have biscuits and gravy. First of all, different kind of gravy. We're talking about turkey gravy. We're talking about Thanksgiving gravy. So you'd have to like, I don't know, purposely eat what would go well breakfast food. I guess you could put it on. I mean, definitely on home fries. You could put it on yeah. that. But like, so if you eat sausage and home fries every morning, I guess you could <laughs> make that work with gravy. Like, I, eh. 
I don't need any gravy on my eggs. That sounds awful. Like, dude, it's everything. Greg, all it sends the, the gif of Snoop Dogg saying, all gravy, baby. <laughs> okay. I mean. Alex, it's just all gravy at this point. The gif of Matt Damon saying that. Like, we're getting a lot of gif, gravy-related gifs. A lot of love for gravy, weirdos. Lewis, thank you. I'll take my chances unless they're guaranteeing a Super Bowl win. No, only a trip to the Super Bowl. Only a trip to the Super Bowl. And in, in fairness, and this has come up a few times, uh, Chris points out, uh, doesn't it take away from some of the enjoyment of a run to the Super Bowl if you already know ahead of time that it's actually happening? Uh, we've yeah. talked about this a number of times over the years. I do think that like some of the like the emotions of like the fear of a game that's close and like could it all be coming to a crashing end is taken away. You're like, I already know. Yeah. I already know. I've been I mean, eating gravy. gravy. And number three, you can spend Thanksgiving dinner with your family or for just this year, you can spend it with any athlete's family, but you need to tell me who that would be. Hmm, man. Spend it with anyone. Uh, I'm really disappointed by how few people have been willing to, um, sure. to bite on this oh, one. Okay. Everybody's just like, oh, I'll stay with my family. Yeah, I mean, yeah, my family's great. Like, but, my, you know, there's always next chance. year for my family. I'm not, like, right. For one time, I got the opportunity to do it. By the way, my answer is Ben McDonald. I just have a funny feeling that his family knows how to Thanksgiving. Like, I, knowing Ben, and I've always said that Cajun Thanksgiving is better than regular Thanksgiving. Let's go down to Louisiana. Let's spend Thanksgiving at Ben McDonald's house. I'm guessing they know how to Thanksgiving. And I'll see my family next year, and everything will be just fine. We can miss out one Thanksgiving. It doesn't make me an evil person. What do you think of Russell Wilson's Thanksgiving? Not sucks. <laughs> Awful. Wretched. The worst Thanksgiving. It ain't spicy at all. It's the plainest. Somehow, it's it's whiter than actual white people is what I'm guessing his Thanksgiving is like. God. Uh, uh, I feel like I'll play. I think, uh, I don't know. I, I guess I, I'll pick Adam Jones, I guess, just because I really like him. Okay, and he is a man that loves to eat, yeah, so exactly. I um, could see maybe him... Coming, coming, correct on Thanksgiving. I yeah, can I feel see like that. that's not the most creative answer, but I, I don't know. I, I, he's been more. He's Morgan been, Moses. Been my hero. Jesse gave me Morgan Moses. That was a uh, really good answer. Like I like you're going the route of like who would I just want to hang out right, with? Exactly. I like the idea of trying to figure out who might have a good Thanksgiving. Yeah, like that to me is like the not Russell thing. Wilson. Like there, no, definitely not <laughs> Russell Wilson. But Morgan Moses, I could see Morgan Moses' house there being a good Thanksgiving. I could see that being the case. Uh, my friend uh, Bradley Bozeman, pr- I'm going to guess that Thanksgiving is, I believe we've had this conversation before, they take care of business. Probably not Marlon Humphrey. <sighs> he hates everything, yeah. doesn't he? And, you know, weirdly find out that like they nail Thanksgiving, yeah. right? <laughs> like, the, like of all the days, they just nail it. The legend was that like the, the Thanksgiving was... Um, was Patty the legendary Patty LaBelle? Of course, is famous for uh, all of her wonderful pies. And Questlove from the Roots kept trying to get an invite to Patty LaBelle's Thanksgiving because they're both celebrities from Philadelphia. And he thought that like at some point m- maybe he would get the invite. And then like one year he got the invite and he was like, "Dude, I had like twelve plates. Like it's that insane. How good it is." I don't know. It, it's interesting, like, the measure of you get the opportunity to spend a day hanging out with one of your favorite athletes and, like, somebody that you think would be cool versus me where I'm just like, I want to know about the spread. <laughs> like, yeah. that's the part. Like, I know Ben McDonald. We're good. I don't need to go hang out with Ben McDonald. I've talked to him a billion times. I just think the spread at his house is going to be legit. Like, I think it's going to be on the real. I bet the Honey Badger has a great Thanksgiving. I bet Tyron Matthew. 
Anybody really from that area. I mean, even Patrick Queen's family does it right. Yeah. Like I still keep it. Ja- oh my god, Jacoby. Oh damn it. Jacoby. Jacoby is the answer. Down Alabama State. Oh my god. Oh, he's, he's probably uh, their, their season probably ended last week, right? Yeah. Like, I yeah. think so. So he gets to go back home. Oh, I want to do Thanksgiving with Jacoby, bro. <laughs> Plus you get to sit around and shoot the S. Yeah. It's it's uh, the best of both worlds. Ah, that's the real answer. Yeah. Sorry, Ben McDonald. Yeah. I still fired. can't get off of just someone I want to hang out with. So I guess maybe Adley would be another no, good answer stop, for me. Yeah, stop it, stop it. That's yeah. it. You got to be thinking about the spread, bro. I you got to be thinking about who comes correct on Thanksgiving. Give me your responses at Glenn Clark Radio throughout the day. We will continue to share them. Let's get a tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you by the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. $100 you will save when you use the code tailgate at ginsugrills.com. It is the perfect ceramic home grill or tailgate for grilling, baking, smoking, and searing all kinds of food. Ginsugrills.com. All right, so uh, Micah Parsons was tweeting with RG3 uh, last, yeah, I think it was last night. Uh, they were talking about, you know, why the MVP, your 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 your, your discussion, your why MVP is a quarterback award, and you know, he talked about, you know, it's the media, that kind of thing. Um, and he pointed out that only eight quarterbacks uh, have won a Super Bowl with without a top ten defense. Uh, so really, yeah. Th- during his in his argument, he told as he told Micah, you're, you've been on my MVP list four times this year. Is what he told Micah Parsons uh, over Twitter, um, and then he also pointed out, he listed out the eight quarterbacks that uh, that uh, haven't or have that won a Super Bowl without a top ten defense. So who are those eight, eight quarterbacks? quarterbacks who won a Super Bowl without a top ten defense? Mm-hmm. Well, I, Joe Flacco is one of them. Yeah, that is correct. Joe Flacco. He is the second most recent. Second most recent. Uh, Mahomes. No, they were top ten that year. Yeah. Apparently, whatever. At least according oh, to, I'm trusting. I think he got it from Paul Hembo, is who. Uh, oh, RG3, oh, I get uh, all of my info from Paul Hembo. That's who he cited. So, who is Paul Hembo, by the way? Uh, I, I should have looked it up. I think he's some sort of. I can't. I, I lost. Okay, I lost very, the tweet. very I, I good. Very good. Now we have that. Um, I can tell you in a second. As you're thinking. Yeah, this is the tricky Hembo. part, right? Like, this really is the tricky part. He's a uh, get up, so uh, get up on ESPN. He's their content producer. Paul Hembo. Um, who else? Who else would have won it without a top ten? So there's one more in the past ten years. The Broncos definitely had a top ten defense because their offense stunk. Um, past ten years. Past ten years. That one of the Patriots teams not a top ten defense. No, all they were the all Patriots. Top 10 yeah. I mean that makes sense, but there's just so many of them. Right. That maybe you could have lucked into one. Past ten years. I, I mean, I, I'm I'm just guessing. The Rams, I'm assuming, were because of Aaron Donald. So, but I'm gonna. There's only so many options. The Rams. Uh, yes, the Rams. Last Matt Stafford. Really? Matt Stafford last year. So uh, one of one of the eight. I'm surprised that an Aaron Donald defense did not finish in the top ten. So you have the two most recent ones. Okay. There are four more from uh, this this millennium. Oh, wow. Two um, more pre-2000. Oh, uh, Kurt Warner. Not Kurt Warner. They had a top ten defense? According to uh, however Paul Hembo is getting uh, measuring defense, yeah. I got a lot of questions, man. I got a lot of questions. That is more than a bit surprising. Uh, how about Peyton Manning with the Colts? Yes, Peyton Manning in 2006. Not a top 10 defense. How about Eli Manning? 
Yes, Eli Manning with the uh, with the uh, Giants. Which time? Uh, it was in 2000. Oh, actually, both times. Both times. Yeah, I, both times. He is on there both times. 2007 and 2011. Uh, ben Roethlisberger. Not Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, that makes sense. They were good defenses back then. But I'm trying to figure out Drew Brees. Yes, Drew yeah, Brees. Yeah, Drew that Brees. is the last one from uh, this from the post 2000 era. Yeah, that one should have been more obvious. So uh, two more. Um, great offense, bad. Defense. Joe Montana. Not Joe Montana. Ever. <laughs> great offense, not so great defense. Great offense, not so great defense. Great offense. My oh my oh my oh my oh my. Um, I mean, I, I just say Dan Marino. Not Dan Marino. No, he never oh, wanted. Yeah. That's not what I meant to say. Jesus Christ! I meant to say um, Bob Greasy. Sorry. Not Bob Greasy. Not Bob Greasy. I know Dan Marino never won a Super Bowl. Please keep your pitchforks. <laughs> uh, Steve Young. Not Steve Young. Whew. Uh, Roger Staubach. Not Roger Staubach. Troy Aikman. Not Troy Aikman. We are guessing. They were both. No, no. Len Dawson. Not Len Dawson. Bart Starr. Not Bart Starr. Terry Bradshaw. Ken Stabler. There you go, yes. With the Raiders in 1976. John Elway. Not John Elway. Brett Favre. Not bet. Not bet. 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 Jim Favre. Plunkett. There you go. Jim Plunkett. Huh. 1983. I feel like also, the answer is always Jim Plunkett. <laughs> also with the Raiders. How about that? Yes. How about that? All right. Very good. Very good. Tubular is brought to you today by. Uh, oh, it's brought to you by us. Pressboxonline.com/offers. Again, we have. Um, just mix things up a little bit now that we're past the pre-registration bonuses. There are still some great offers available. Mobile sports betting is on. If you want to place a bet, see how it works. Sign up right now with PressBox's special promos and offers. You get a great deal, free bets, and you'll be helping PressBox earn a small commission too. It's really a win-win. It's up to $700 still in offers available for you right now at PressBoxOnline.com offers. All right, uh, totally tubular for today, and then we'll try to touch on a little bit of what's coming up. Uh, tonight, Morgan's the only local hoops team in action. They actually play this afternoon at Loyola Marymount at 3 on the WCC network. Obviously, another day where there's college hoops throughout the day. The battle for Atlantis gets underway. The Mally Invitational wraps up. The Wooden Legacy gets out underway out on the West Coast. Uh, the championship of the Maui Invitational is the big one. It's at 5 o'clock, Creighton and Arizona in that one. Everything else, you can go to glennclarkradio.com. NBA tonight on ESPN. Mavs Celtics at 7.30. Clippers Warriors at 10. Hmm, World Cup. Uh, what's going on in the with Spain? What's going on there? You Give me an update on uh, that. Yes. Uh, coming up a little bit in uh, a little bit later on Fox, 2 o'clock for Belgium and Canada. You get an update? Oh, yeah. 4-0. Four 4-0. Nil. Four nil. For Spain. That's not all that surprising, no. I guess. Again, playing on co- against Costa Rica. I don't even know what happened in Morocco, Croatia. I wasn't. I had, uh, I had, nil, 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 draw. That's about right. Yeah. That's about right. Apparently, those were John Proctor's two teams in the World Cup draw. He was like, "I really got two teams that are playing against each other in the first game." I'm like, "So you're rooting for a draw?" Which <laughs> sounds pretty likely in this sport. So he got exactly what he needed. 
Uh, TNT tonight for Flyers, Capitals at 7 o'clock. Senators, Golden Knights at 10. The Wizards uh, play the Heat at 7.30 on NBC Sports Washington. Point. need a- one point yeah. as long as they don't finish. No, sorry. You need a one three-pointer oh, three in that pointer. one. You need okay. one point in Cowboys-Giants so, tomorrow. Yeah. One three-pointer tonight to be made. So you have to sweat that one out a little bit. Again, 50 free dollars right now for FanDuel. If you just go make that bet, you can bet it up to 50 bucks, even money. Will there be one three-pointer in the Wizards Heat game tonight? I got a funny feeling there will. And we're getting 50 free bucks. Could you imagine? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, TBS tonight for AEW Dynamite at 8. Um, real quick, just sort of looking ahead because we will not be here um, the rest of the week. I'm not going to do the entire week's worth of uh, tubular. But just looking ahead a little bit. Tomorrow, obviously, the three NFL games. Bills-Lions at 1230 on CBS. Um, Giants-Cowboys at 430 on Fox. Patriots-Vikings at 820 on NBC. Of course, Turkey Bowls tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. on uh, ABC2. Calvert Hall and Loyola. Um, No local hoops teams in action tomorrow. Just some highlights for the weekend. Maryland plays Coppin State on Friday. Uh, That's at 4 o'clock on Big Ten Network Plus. I don't know. It'll all be up at glennclarkradio.com. You can find it all then. What do we got non-sports? Uh, Andor season finale is out on Disney+. Plus. It'll be airing on ABC tonight as well. Uh, the Shack, the four-part like documentary uh, series, is premiering on HBO at 9, right before it's Hard Knocks. kind of weak. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, 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 guess, I guess we'll see. I don't know. Four-part series uh, starts tonight at 9. Uh, Wednesday, the Wednesday Adams series, comedy series uh, on uh, Netflix. John, John from Little Rock just realized. He, he thought it just, it just meant you had to put it on everything on Thanksgiving. The gravy. No. It's for the rest of the year, John. So he's bailing on his previous decision. Yeah. Also wants to do Thanksgiving with Boog Pal. I love that answer. That's a perfect yeah. answer. Someone cool to hang out with. And you know that. That Damn it. That might be even better than Jacoby. God damn, that's a good answer. Uh, but, yeah, so the, the, the Adams Family Wednesday Adams series uh, directed by Tim Burton, or at least it's from, produced or something by Tim Burton. Uh, Fred, Fred Armisen plays Uncle Fester. It looks, it looks like it should actually be pretty good. Okay, all right. Um, uh, Pitch Perfect Bumper in Berlin. He, uh, Adam, Adam Devine is moving to Berlin, and they're doing like a new series or something. Cool. Pitch Perfect. Cool. Um, good night. I, uh, I accidentally hung out with him in New Orleans once. Really? Uh, he was in Drago's, just standing at the bar. We were there, down there for my bachelor party, and like we just cool struck guy? up. Yeah, he was neat. He was neat. He was there filming like a comedy special, I think. Mm. Um, cool guy. I really, really. Uh, I, I like looked at my buddies. I'm like, that's Adam Devine, right? And they were like, who? I'm like from from Workaholics. And I had had like the entire Workaholics cast on at the oh, Super wow. Bowl one year. So I was like, you know, from Workaholics, he's on Modern Family. Like they they had no idea. They were like, okay. And I was like. <laughs> So I went over. I struck up a conversation with him. He's a really, a really nice guy. Uh, I mean, I say we hung out. We didn't like go out on the town or anything like that. He was literally just in picking up some food before he had to go back. And so we we chatted for five ten minutes. I mean, we sat at the bar for a little. We had to wait for our table. So we just hung out at the bar at Drago's and and struck uh, shot the s with Adam Devine. He ba- he paid for our drinks. He was a really wow. nice guy. Really nice guy. Very cool. Uh, that's on Peacock. Uh, Prime Video has a Good Night Oppie uh, documentary of the rover mission on Mars. Uh, that that was supposed to be 90 days, and ended up the rover ended up surviving for 15 years okay. on Mars. Uh, right. It's narrated by Angela Bassett. Looks pretty good, actually. Uh, you got the Thanksgiving Day parades tomorrow. National Dog Show on NBC. 
Uh, Seinfeld, Adam Devine, and Bruce Springsteen will be on Jimmy Fallon afterwards, uh, after the football what game. Does Bruce Springsteen just like live at the Fallon show now? What I the hell so. is I that? So uh, his, his interview with Howard Stern will be aired on HBO on Sunday. It, it, it happened weeks ago on Sirius. Yeah. Uh, but they're airing it on HBO uh, this weekend. <laughs> Uh, love Lizzo. She Lizzo's got a body positive documentary about herself. Uh, looks actually. I looks thought she already good. did something like that. I thought the the Lizzo's Big Girls or whatever. What that was. She got another documentary coming out on HBO uh, Max on tomorrow. Okay, I like uh, Lizzo. Don't get me wrong. And I'm then a fan. Netflix is continuing their Hallmark Christmas movie thing. Uh, the Noel Diary, a new movie on Netflix tomorrow with heartthrob Justin Hartley. He organizes goes to organize his mother's estate. Uh, but because she just passed away a week before Christmas, he runs into some girl and who who knew her mother. I don't know. I know how it ends. It yeah, you do. Know I know how it ends. You do. Know how it We're ends. good there. We are good. All right. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special is coming out on Friday on Disney Plus. One year, I had to buy a car right around Thanksgiving. Like I, just my car I, was totaled, and we had to go buy a car. And I don't. We, my wife and I, were sat in the dealership and watched the entirety of a Hallmark Christmas movie. <laughs> And it was about like a girl that like worked in radio, but like got suspended and had to go do radio in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. And I don't know, man. That's a great. I watched the whole thing. I just sat there, like captivated by the whole freaking thing. I'm like, these work. I get it. I understand. They work every single time. You know how it's gonna end. Oh, she's out, and there's this hardworking single father, and he's so handsome, and. Yeah, she's from the big city, and he's from the small town. And I'm like, I know what they're doing, and yet I'm still watching it. Um, Yes, the premise of the holiday, of the Guardians holiday special is uh, Drax and Mantis go to Earth to kidnap Kevin Bacon. This is on Disney Plus? Yes. All right, I I will watch. Yeah, they kidnap Kevin Bacon to give Peter Quill a present. Why not? (laughs) I'm all in. All in. All right, very good. Thanks today to uh, Sean Merriman. Thanks also to Ed Dixon as well as to Jeff Lagerman. And uh, we'll get that in picks up in the greatest hits section of the tab at glennclarkradio.com. Give me a minute here. So we will not be doing a show for the rest of the week. I will be on tomorrow morning from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. and on Friday morning, same times, on 105.7 The Fan. I don't know why you'd be awake at those times on a holiday, but if you are, come hang out with me because I'm not planning on doing a lot of work. It's going to be some of the the lower-end versions of radio that I've done over the years. But I would like it if you came. I think Reed is going to come hang out with me on Friday, so I will have uh, that going for me, which I like. But please tune in, 105.7 The Fan, uh, tomorrow and Friday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. I will be with you. And then, of course, Reed and I will do post-game on Sunday. I'll be with you at halftime for Project Game Day. I'm really going to start getting after it. Um, semi-tepid response on day one of our raffle. I'm say I'm disappointed by it. Um, I just needed to pick up. That's all. I don't need it all to be filled. Like I'd like to fill it in a week. That'd be awesome if we could fill it in a week. I don't need it to be filled in a week. I need it to be filled by like December 20th. So I'm not going to panic about it. But I am going to start calling more of you out by name. That's the way it goes. I know some of you got into our, um, our World Cup draw, which also goes to helping up missions. So I appreciate that. But I will at some point start calling some of you guys out by name. We need you to step up. We need need you to be a part of this. We need you to get in for the raffle. And we got great prizes. We got a Calais Campbell autographed helmet, a Trey Mancini autographed print. We're going to have uh, Tyus Bowser autographed something or other. We just don't know what it is exactly yet. Need you guys to get in. Thanks to those of you who have already. Uh, KZ got in. John Maroon. John Maroon got in, which is very sweet of him. Andrew Stecka got in. Uh, my man Conan got in. Hillary Fisher got in. Uh, Jake Luke from Baltimore Beatdown got in. 
Nick Kelly, one of our favorites. Mitch from up in Toronto. Mitch Wolfman got in. Um, need more of you. And I know that there's some that I'm waiting back. I think my buddy Mark Tanley got in. Um, I need more of you. Need more of you to step up to the plate and get in for our raffle. I'm going to start tagging you on Facebook. I'm going to start calling you out, especially with us being off for the next few days. I would really like to come in. My goal by the time we get back in here on Monday is that we have at least, this at least half full. If we've got it at least half full by Monday, then I'm confident that we're going to fill it. But I need you guys to step up to the plate, $25, to help us help the Helping Up mission um, this holiday season. And you can win an amazing raffle prize in the process. So please do that for me. All right. I think we're good. I think we're cool now. Excellent. Everything everything gravy? Everything capiche? Thank you. You want everything gravy? I No. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners. Baltimore County Police Department, Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, The Costa Sin, The Baltimore Area, Chick-fil-A Restaurants, Guilford Hall Brewery, Great Eights Memorabilia, The FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, Maryland Vascular Specialist, The All-New Ginsu Kamado Grill, UMBC Athletics, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a very happy Thanksgiving. If you're going out tonight, do not, I beg of you, do not drink and drive. Please, please. Figure that out ahead of time. Make sure you don't even have the option to drink and drive uh, for those of you that are going out and celebrating over the course of the weekend. Have a wonderful long holiday weekend. I'll see you tomorrow morning on The Fan. We'll see you back here on Monday. Uh, All right. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too.